get him going on what he wants to talk about. Sean. I want to talk about sex. Baby. Wheeler, you have to sing. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Spend some time collectively politicking with the show where I don't know. Will you teach me the piano, Wheeler? Nope. <laughs> Will you teach me to love again? Yes. Yay. What the fuck? <laughs> it's just scales and chords. Love. love. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, don't hurt me. Hello, everyone. Shut up. Damn it. Hi, all you. <laughs> we just Jeez. lay you out there to dry. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, welcome to another episode of Paula Tinkering. That was Sean Faw, speaking out of turn. Shut up. We are also joined by Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hi, guys. Yeah, Don't. You, you're going to play something. something? Play it. Jesus Christ. I was waiting because I was going to not, but. Okay. Um, I'm Joy Bunier, but we also have a special guest with us today. I'm very happy that he's here uh, because Ooh, I've been I've been trying <laughs> to get My him on. People. I'm trying to get him on this podcast for a long time, and he tries to pretty much insult his way around it, uh, avoid me, avoid eye contact. That's not the story I heard. I don't avoid him. I, I heard he was invited, and then you just never told him when to come. That also happened. <laughs> can I? That might can have I just not because he didn't himself. No, okay. I don't think fuck? he agreed. All right, his name is I, Eric <clears throat> Eric Wheeler. I don't avoid politicking Mandrake. What do you have against the podcast? Too long. That's it? That's everything. What is happening right now? Are you recent? Hold on. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> Are you aware that Sean O'Brien uh, told us to cut the podcast down so it's shorter and briefer and nicer? You got to understand, this is like a, a Trump security briefing. You got 10 minutes before my eyes glaze over. Okay, let's get to That's it. That's why our show is nine and a half. Yeah. What? Now I'm going to make it a fucking three and a half hour episode. TBC is supposed to be so a half minute minutes, my, show. My eyes just roll back in my head. I'm not going to let you go. <laughs> gonna have, this is, gonna have you this is like the police thing. So Never ever going to About the thumbprint. Oh, yeah. He can't force me to talk, but he can physically restrain me. True. I'm going to Although restrain you. that would you. be uh, unlawful What is happening? Thank have you, Sean O'Brien. Have you guys ever <laughs> said the word sex on the show before? Yeah. Yeah. When? All the time. No. Erotically. No? Definitely you, not. You don't think we've ever said For sure sex. not. Let me just check. No, it's never happened. How did you just check? I was just looking in the archive. Okay, oh, that's good. He Thanks. Googled it. It's cute. Okay. Um, so. Oh, hold on. Let me, hold on. Let me just double stop check. Stop it. No more talking. By the way, the love episode, we said sex a lot. So. Well, let's, yeah, I just checked. That didn't happen. All right. Go ahead, Joey. <laughs> so while you guys are joking around, Donald Trump just took away like seven more of your rights. So I hope you're happy. Um, right on. What if I am happy? Then, you know. Is we, that good? We'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk it through. Freedom so, is slavery. As Sean O'Brien said. Or slavery is freedom. What is happening, people? And I want to ask you guys, because there's so many things that happened in the past, like, honestly, day or two, but... I'm kind of curious what you think if I had to pick, because I have like tons of issues I'll talk about, and we could talk about the Muslim ban theoretically or the. Uh, if you're the, gonna ask this the, question, no preface. It like hold that. on, yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will preface it like that because I'm gonna give you some options. But if you, why people would you do are that? saying, well, you want to because I don't want you, I don't want any joke answers from Wheeler. That's why. 
That's, I don't know why you invited me on the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, there, there's no other reason. Okay. Then, OB, let's <laughs> yeah. turn to you. Okay. What's the most important issue that you've run across? The these, most important issue? Yeah, of these past two or three days. Foot fungus. I, I, I would I, say from this weekend on, this past weekend on. Um, well, I, so the, the Muslim ban was pretty huge. I, I, the, the, you know, the LAX, the airports, you know, the kind of spontaneous, um, are you guys saying Muslim or Muslin? Muslin. This is not a a filmmaking show. Not? (laughs) Okay. The Muslim ban. Um, but also the, um, Supreme Court. It must be the new mic. It's <laughs> bullshit. It doesn't like M's. Yeah, O'Brien is on the shitty mic today. Um, Muslim. I would also say the Supreme Court nomination, which just came up today. Tillerson was also confirmed, which T-Rex. isn't really that much news. Um, Jeff Sessions, DeVos, everybody. Well, okay, I asked you to pick one. Pick Jay Sessions? One? Yeah, what, what, do you what, think what is stands his... out? What's the most important thing that Trump has done, whether good or bad? Well, I, I, don't th- I think it's a collection of all of them. I think, <laughs> I just think it's a, I'm letting it be objective. The most important thing is getting elected. No, the most important thing in general has been the, the kind of gross overreach of power, I think, where he, he appears not to have much of an interest to kind of play along and compromise in any capacity. overreach of power. So that's good. Well, Soft so sensuality. Which, what are you specifically referring to, his overreach? What do you mean? Well, that's what I mean. I think in general. I, I think in general he thinks sort of he's reach king. He's got... Past what twenty fucking executive orders in the last you know week and a half ten days has it been that um, many yes um, like I, I heard a bunch last week but I haven't so seen a lot come before through we go this on week with the executive orders dumb? I'm sorry to cut you off I apologize um, I wanted to make sure. you don't you... Uh, no I actually legit, I'm just sorry uh, <laughs> okay you did are, apologize but you're not sorry. <laughs> Right. So I, I guess my point Actually, is he's a, bored already. God damn it! All right. The point is a collection of all of them. I, I think it's I think it's just indicative of the way that he's operating. That okay. is the most important issue, at least to me. We so are there's not, no how are you feeling? Sleepy, <laughs> a little sleepy over here. You really don't care. I mean, I just you made seem you to care. Of course, from, I care. You ask me how I'm feeling. <laughs> how I'm feeling is sleepy. Okay. Um, why from, do you care? Yeah. Why do you, Why are you so passionate about some of these topics? What am, what am I allegedly <laughs> passionate about? Sleep. Well, that, that's a better question. Are you passionate about it? No. Or, you're not passionate about you it? Don't, no. I think everything's good. Did Did you uh, get it all out of your system? Yeah, what out of my system? I like the, what's the happening. Passion. <laughs> I support him. The even passion the, of the even wheel. the president has passion. Yeah. <laughs> you no. support Trump. That's a great yeah. joke for like two of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Wheeler. Yeah. Um, is this a Muslim ban? Is what a Muslim ban? His executive No, order. Obama did it. Obama signed it. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he was helpless. Defense. <laughs> Obama snuck into the White House and held a gun to his head. So, is first of all, it's of course a, it's a Muslim ban. Um, I don't know if I necessarily Here, agree with that. Here's why it's a Muslim ban because uh, as soon it's as it's a ban it, on Muslims, well, yeah. But <laughs> so first of all, the argument is one: it can't be a Muslim ban because we didn't ban all Muslims, which sure. is like saying he can't be a rapist. I'm a woman. He's in the room with me. He didn't rape me. How could he possibly be a rapist? He doesn't rape all women. Therefore, he's not a rapist. Uh, the other thing is, as soon as this ban was announced, um, Israel had some questions, such as, hey, what about all the Jews born in Iran and Yemen and all these places? Sure. Are they going to be blocked? And the White House said, no, they're fine. The, the well, priority that, will to be, be fair, given they did that with the UK as well. They did that with other countries as well. But okay. Right. The, the, the point being, it's, the, it's the Muslims we're focusing on here. I agree to an extent. Was well, uh, it a constitutional um, executive order, I guess? That's the real question. Our executive order well, constitutional. Well, yeah, yeah they are. The executive well, orders are constitutional. <laughs> yeah. At the moment, Signing yes. an executive order 
can be constitutional. Correct. Well, no, no. It, it's the it's it, it's certainly not a uh, a th- anything that was enumerated in the Constitution. It is a more recent uh, evolving of that position. Yeah, right. but there's all sorts of shit we do that's not enumerated in the Constitution. What are you, Antonin Scalia? Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying by unconstitutional. Like, Garland. it's it's literally not in the Constitution that they president Are you has an the originalist? Do... He actually probably yeah, is an originalist. Yeah, for the you think part. we should live like it's 1776? No, no, I we should. Uh, I am a letter of the law person. Um, I think that we spend a lot of time writing out those laws specifically and wording them specifically, and that is what needs to be taken into account. Not right, but feeling. if those guys were alive today, they would say black people aren't real people, women shouldn't have a vote. That's not necessarily true. Yes, it is. No. I mean, if they were... Of course, that's what they meant when they wrote it. Right. But if if they they had grown up in this culture, yeah. I mean, if yeah, if we time traveled and just, you know, Bill and Ted dropped them into Uh uh, 2017. So your approach is, I'm going to take literally what they said, but assume if they live today, they would think differently. No. I'm going to filter it through a hypothetical. No, I'm going to take the 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 words that they wrote were mm. not racist. The men that were racist. The words about a black person being three fifths of a person is racist. Uh, yeah, that's that, in the Constitution. No, yeah, that, that and that's certainly something that needs to be amended. Or but what I'm saying amended. is, if you, uh, this is why I don't worship what these guys wrote, it's a good starting point. Mm-hmm. The well, the problem is that we. If we open it up, then there is no specific game plan. There is nothing to say, you know, once we start opening up to constitutional amendments, then but, all of the wonky shit comes in. That's but we've when we, got dozens of them. What, what, yeah, what do you mean? They're all, we always open for them. The, the whole point right. is that people, a, a large majority, have to agree to exactly. them. Exactly. And that's always been my point, is that I... I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, to me, laws need to be a, a super majority. I, I think we have way too many laws. We have to have laws that are specific and clearly understandable, and that is why I think that the, the letter of the law is what is, is the most important. Because I think... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I did no, it again. No, um, the supermajority thing is just scary because it means that almost nothing would happen. Yeah. That, I know it, you like that because you like government well, doing like nothing and being super well, slow, no, but what, what it you means, have to pass budgets. You have to pass laws. Right, right. But what it means is that the laws that we actually enact are the laws that the majority of people overwhelmingly agree on. And that's where we come into the problem with like abortion, where we were talking about on previous episode where, you know, what is it? 55% of people approve of abortion. 57. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, even still, that's 40% of people that look at abortion as murder and their tax dollars being used to support murder is antithetical to, you know, their belief system. And so if we can't agree on what that is, I, I, I definitely have a, a, a problem with that overreach. I think that, you know, we, you know, everyone can agree that murder is wrong. You know, we can get 90% of people <laughs> coming from you. What's happening? We can get 90% of people <laughs> to agree that yeah. murder is wrong. So you and the other 10%? Um, I've never been a proponent of murder. I'm kidding. I know I'm you're a proponent of death. death. I'm kidding. I understand. Yes. I'm joking. So that, it's different. It, it's, I understand. <laughs> Just busting your balls. Well, I mean, it, you're it's so co- serious Is Kevorkian tonight, a murder? Fall. God damn it, I'll do what I want. Uh, but... Yeah. Continue. I'm sorry. Okay. Sean, soft so, sensuality. Sorry, sir. The wheelman's in present. Uh, yeah. Get to be... 
How much did you want to fucking record before I got here? They did TBC. That's yeah. it. Some TBC. We, we have a show. Did you guys Two talk about? Did you talk about fucking politics on this bullshit? No, probably. Well, yeah, God damn. I mean, we, as we much tend as to, we, we tend to slip do. into yeah. it. You guys seem feel like you're already. We don't have a plan. We're not uh, as meticulous as you are, I can, sir. There's no plan right now. <laughs> exactly. I'm lost on the. Plan. Welcome to our well, world. If you guys no. want me, I'll take <laughs> you back. This is our world. So let's get back to the theoretical Muslim ban. I I don't quite do think it's oh you can call it that, but. I don't really care about what you call it. And that's honestly uh-huh. my yeah. point is who gives a shit? Let's talk about what it actually did. Um, wow. It, Joey getting down to brass tacks. Yeah, I can be serious. So refugees, um, this banned refugees from seven countries and uh, for 90 days, except for Syria, which is indefinitely. And it also banned, interestingly enough, the green card holders. I think this was a really important point because we're talking about government overreach. And this was either... One of my opinions about – I talk about this a lot, stupid or liar. Uh, the people who crafted the law either didn't realize that the green card holders would be involved in the ban or they did it on purpose. They're either incompetent or they're liars or evil or whatever you want to call them. Well, what, so, what is – I mean, first off, what does a green card mean? A green card means you're a permanent resident, I think, on the way to becoming a citizen. Although you that's, hold- yeah, that's not my understanding. So green card doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to become a citizen. It means it you're means a permanent that, resident. Permanent it, resident. And it means you're allowed yeah. to work in the country, but it does it does not necessarily mean that you are a citizen. I didn't say but citizen. But it doesn't mean you're a visitor. It's way more. Like if, if you, you get, live here. If you're if you're a citizen and you marry a foreign national, they have a green card. Now that can be used to obtain citizenship. That right. can be used as a stepping stone. It doesn't inevitably lead to citizenship. I thought the marriage it's, automatically it's, it's, led to citizenship. No, no, you're talking about a green card, though. Right, right. He's saying no, that, no. that no, getting married gets you a green card. Yeah, it, it doesn't get you citizenship. And a green card can get you citizenship. Yeah. But you can get a green card without ever becoming a citizen. Right. And right. you can it, get it's, married it's not without inevitable. ever becoming a citizen? I yeah. thought once you were married, you were No, you can get married without becoming a citizen. No. Okay. You have to take the test. You have to do the whole, yeah. They yeah. come visit your house. They flip over your pillows. They, they, they definitely do make sure that you're like actually married, but I, it's I not, think. It's not that intensive. In short, it's the immigration it's status. It's unintensive. It's the immigration status of a person authorized to live and work in the United States permanently. 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 Okay. Permanently, bitch. Okay. So my point is this. So permanently? This is their home. This is their home. I don't think home. anyone would agree that this was okay to do to green card holders across the board. Yeah. So the question remains. I don't think that's true. You're right. Maybe it's not true. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm being, you're right. I'm yeah. naive. There. I think there's plenty of people. You're being who, unfair who to Mr. Bannon Mr. and Mr. Bannon. Miller. And Mr. Yeah. Mr. Miller. There's two Steves, the dumbass Steves. Um, I guess it depends the, on your perception so, of the process to get that green card. If Exactly. Exactly. So if, if you got here walking over the you've been working, et cetera, there's of a factory workers from Ohio and Pennsylvania <laughs> stomping them into the mud. The, the factory workers born in Indiana, they should get a green card before the foreigners. It's hyperbolic, but it's not necessarily. What I'm saying untrue. is actually stupid. Yeah, he's he's being an idiot. I'm saying okay. natural born citizens should get a green card. I know, <laughs> I know. Sean. I'm with Come you. on. It's, it's, it's still the, funny for the audience, don't worry. I, I guess the biggest thing with the Muslim ban is that it, it clearly hadn't been run by the the his attorneys. And it was a question of— cause Sorry, whose attorneys? Trump's. The, the White House's attorneys. So, like, the Department of Justice? No, I mean, I'm not even going that far. I'm Just saying— people you know, I don't think it went out a couple of inner circles. <laughs> a couple so, of the inner circle. Who, who wrote this, Obey? Who wrote the executive order? I think it was a collaboration of Bannon and fucking Trump, basically, in the end, if you read it. Well, what do you I think? Don't I don't think Trump did. I think Stephen Miller paper, did. Yeah. Steve Miller? Steve Miller. Steve Miller. Do you oh, know okay. That's Steve oh, Miller. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's Steve Miller. Yeah, I'm sorry. Once he flew like an eagle. The Midnight Toker? I think we should explain who Stephen Miller is. Do you want to read exactly what the thing is? Stephen Miller. Exactly. You go ahead and explain. Sure. He's more 
more notable as a guitarist, but he is a vocalist. <laughs> he has many hits under his belt. Fly Like an Eagle, Jenner Liner, some bullshit. Sure. Yeah. So Stephen Miller, um, he is one of the counselors to the president. Probably, I would say, you know, number two or three or four, one of those. He's a speechwriter, right? Yeah. So he's like a Swiss Army knife of a polit- politicker. <laughs> Uh, so he writes speeches uh, he's also his warm up guy so before Trump would go out <laughs> I'm not joking about that at all by the way before Trump would go out on like his his speeches did you hear about this folks did you hear about this <laughs> the Muslims are killing us did you hear about this he Democrats walk like this Republicans walk <laughs> these are both accurate actually he kind of did that and that's what happened. So that's what he did. He also was a speechwriter. He wrote his inaugural address. and American a, carnage. Supposedly an expert <laughs> in immigration policy. So I mean, an expert, right? You know, for an idiot. Um, but he was also Sessions, Jeff Sessions' right-hand man for the past few years. Um, he's young. He's 33. Jay Sessions. And um, he joined Trump's campaign after Sessions kind of went on board, too. The point is, he— Wait, he's 33? He's 33. he's like 105. What? I thought he was old as shit. No, he's super young. Oh. That was the whole thing recently, too, because if you watched— cause He both writes of them, like an ancient man. He's an idiot. Yeah. He's, he's Supposedly, he went to Duke also at, with, Richard, <laughs> with Richard Spencer, and Richard Spencer was, so his, was his mentor at Duke. Uh-huh. So what How do you feel about that what as, you're a, saying as is, a North Carolinian? What you, you oh, no, Duke's not part of North Carolina. Oh, so you you think everyone from Duke are People, just, I'm telling you as an expert on this, people in North Carolina despise Duke. Okay, Duke good. is considered to be a Yankee colony wow. in North Carolina. I accept that. Now, let me give you a, I'll give you a very <laughs> brief example. Normally, when there's controversies at schools, let me give you an extreme example. Penn State, when that dude was raping kids, um, the community still rallied around this toxic institution. Right. So we are Penn State. We are Penn. Uh, okay, there's just one bad apple, but we have a long history of not raping children. Um, <laughs> at Duke, whenever there was this uh, scandal a few years ago where the lacrosse players were r- raping people, not rape in college. Well, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. Anyway, no, that, w- that one was totally disproven. Yeah. The lacrosse thing was My bullshit. point, regardless, my point well, is— don't be spreading fake news here. No one— <laughs> Like, you give a shit. No <laughs> one in works. the community cared— they said, fuck them. We don't care. They're from Connecticut, New York, and we don't give a shit what happens to them. The people, even in Durham, North Carolina, have no connection to Duke at all. It's like the Vatican. Basically. It was, it's like if the Vatican was a Buddhist monastery right. inside of <laughs> Italy. It is. That's, it's, yeah, it's an enclave. A they yank, didn't care. A, like a They didn't get prosecuted. Whatever. Yeah. They, they do go to jail. Whatever. Makes no difference to them. So, Miller. No, uh, never mind. Let's get back to 33-year-old Miller. So funny. He went to um, Duke. He he's he's also from Santa Monica. Um, this is getting better by the moment. Uh, Jewish kid from Santa Monica. Supposedly he was an asshole in in high school. Everyone hated him. Uh, spoke out a lot on his crazy right wing views. Um, I think it's just interesting because he was taking lead on this policy. He wrote this specific executive order with Bannon, supposedly. Now, the thing is, Bannon is his superior. Bannon is 60 years old, whatever. Bannon is in control of him in many ways. But what's interesting to note is that after they had this problem with the green card thing and they tried to fix it, they tried to go back on it, uh, we have a lot of people blaming Stephen Miller instead of Bannon, Mm. especially Joe Scarborough on MSNBC. (laughs) Joe Scarborough. Well, whatever. He's a shill. But the point is, he he was on TV in saying Stephen Miller is too young, he was he was on a power trip. He was doing all this stuff right. while never mentioning Bannon, and it was very creepy. It was it was very clear that Bannon once they both were dumbasses and they didn't run it by their lawyers and they hushed and they rushed this thing, and that they wanted to simply use Stephen Miller as the scapegoat. Mm-hmm. 
which is another creepy aspect of Bannon, which we'll get into more of him. But, but that's also right out of the Trump playbook. Mm-hmm. If something goes wrong, well, this guy's under Correct, the bus. Yeah, kick it down. Yeah. I didn't know anything well, about it. It was my lawyer who signed that. I mean, right. here, here's the general He's fired con- now. Here's the general contention that everybody's been talking about, of course. That as far as the, the specific wording of it regarding the Muslim ban, uh, it, it reads... To, quote, prioritize refugee claims made by individuals on the basis of religious-based persecution, provided that the religion of the individual is a minority religion in the individual's country of nationality. No, right. So that's the case. That's true. That's that's the So that's 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 how they hide it, which is still nevertheless unconstitutional. Wait, that's not the whole text. That's just the That's just that one clause. Oh, yeah. No, I have. It's it's long, but I mean, I have, like, the specific annotated parts that are important for us to talk about. I have all those. It gets really good in the seventh or eighth Um, paragraph. You got to stick with it. (laughs) thing is, what's silly is it's very um, redundant because refugee policy already does place religion as one of the qualities that they look for when they're picking refugees. So, but not being a religious minority. Exactly. But religious minority. That, that's where it's, it gets sinister. It also gets even sinister, more mm-hmm. creepy because I also wonder— Because it's, the, it's basically a dog whistle written into an executive order. Well, I mean, if, if we're talking about giving priority to refugees based on a religious minority, that actually makes sense on its surface level. You can be personal. Persecuted without being a religious minority. Correct. You can be persecuted for your religion without being a religious minority. Right. Let's say there Precisely, was some sort there's of plenty of people. I don't know. They're, they're not, they're terrorist not, organization in the country. Well, they're just not qual. Like they're they're not specifying that there are subsects of the Islamic faith that are also persecuted equally along with Christians. If you just lump all Muslims together, right, which is, then that's the problem. Then that's that's where the the quote the, the reason it's so vague is that the the you know religious the minority of the religion is not. The dog whistle specific aspect enough. is and that's the that dog whistle, you right? have to be a religious minority of these specific countries, and hey, the majority is all Muslim in those countries. Well, that's a weird coincidence. Right, right. I, Trump I hasn't even in... hidden this. If you've seen him recently, no, he, he day... <laughs> talked about Christians not being refugees like for like five minutes straight. It was all you'd say. I, I mean, also, look, the easiest thing in general, it, we, you know, you could just hear it straight from fucking Rudy Giuliani. Right? That was Ju- the Giuliani comes out and he says, you know, Trump came to him a couple weeks ago and said, how do we, you know, I want to do a Muslim ban. How do we do it legally? Mm-hmm. He said that verbatim. That's yeah, yeah. exactly what Giuliani On TV. said. So I don't know what, I don't know what the issue is, what the yeah. problem is here. My I, favorite I mean, pattern emerging here is Trump issues this vaguely worded uh, executive order. Proclamation. Um, then uh, the National Review or one of these conservative intellectual mags comes out, bends over backwards, writes these agonizing essays about why it's actually not a Muslim ban and why it's actually, you know, constitutional. And then the next day, 6.05 a.m., Trump tweets and completely explodes the argument right, and says, exactly. oh, we have to help Christians. And it's like, well, there goes there your there fucking 2,000-page essay. And, and honestly, he, you know, most of his base is going to agree with him anyway. Like, they're, they're sure. going to say there's no problem with the fact yeah. that we are banning Muslims. Totally. They're the ones who are fucking so the terrorists. Most people so are to, for yes. unconstitutional acts. That's so, true. Okay, hold yeah, on. To that precisely. point, I got, I got some stats. Um, sure, go ahead. 48% of the country approves of this, mm-hmm. and 41, 41% disprove. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I heard 47, but sure. <laughs> Wait, in what way is that surprising? Um, too just, high or too low? Yeah, the liberal media lied to me. Um, I, I saw the protests, and you know, you just kind of assume those, that that's... I mean, those people are part of the 41%. All right, right. so hang on. We should, we should note these statistics. Number one, where did you get that stat from? I've, I'm sorry, I forget. Reuters, exactly. sorry. It, it, no, that's a legit. Like I don't. I think, I don't I think that's a believable poll. One hundred percent. No, no, no it, it is. It's not an unbelievable. I'm not I, just want to, I, I, was, I remember just, that was legit. Yeah. It's important to note. But anyway, I'm sorry. So you don't think it's it's not that surprising to you, Shawnee? 
What, uh, no, no, it, it's surprising to me that um, that many people are sh- supportive of anything Trump does, just based on my perception of the the media intake or uh, um, espousal of what everything Trump is doing. Like, it, as far as I'm concerned, everything I hear from the mainstream media is just Trump is horrible. We need to get rid of him. We need to, uh, you know, stop him at every turn. We need to protest everything that he does. You must not be I, reading the yeah, New York Times articles I am where they interview people in right, Iowa yeah. and they go, I'm fine with this. Yeah, that's and they what shrug I'm it off. Those articles what do you mean are by out the there too. Media? Like, I, I don't read anything. Okay. Well, what are you so what are you about? complaining where's, about? Where's the perception coming from then that you're talking about? The TV. What, okay. what? This, <laughs> this guy is a true window of the Trump. <laughs> so, He's uh, also sitting at home just staring at CNN 24 hours a day. <laughs> is that really what it is? I mean, where, where, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. What, where's the so CNN is yeah. making it seem like everybody is um, completely but, against everything? It's, oh God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all, all of, well, okay. So I, I do have to couch this in the way that my media is currently filtered. Um, so most of my media is consumed as uh, uh, media de- breakfast supplements, basically. Yeah, <laughs> uh, me, uh, media teardown. So the the idea of uh, you know playing uh, part. Parts of mainstream media and then talking about it. Just what, so, are, what are you watching? Just explain what you're very watching. Very stupid. Like, what are the things that you're watching? Uh, we've what, gone what over this. Wow. I yeah. uh, we've done this two episodes ago where I insulted him for very badly about this. Not, I'm sorry, wait, I just want to clarify. No, what you, I, what I you're wanna... saying sounds dumb. <laughs> it, it, it is. It, it, you, I, my point right. to him is this. You no. can't say the liberal media all says this if you just simply don't watch the liberal media. You can't say like CNN and NBC, NBC if you're just watching InfoWars and, I'm oh, sorry, listening to InfoWars or RT is or, that what's going on? It's just like we're today and Infowars and all that, and they're, they're, so they're, the perception that they have that they're telling you is that the liberal media is totally against Trump. John, that, yeah, not Sean. the case. <laughs> That's actually it's not, not the case. case. Do you remember when I mean, when CNN hired um, Trump's first uh, campaign manager to be a color com? Uh, what am I trying to say? Commentator? Color commentator. Commentator. Yeah, color commentator throughout the election mm. to provide uh, fair and balanced views. Yeah, yeah, yeah that happens. Really? Does it happen with other people? Doesn't it? I mean, the, all those people in... Uh, I feel like... Yeah, that's the problem. Is, is, is they'll just say, all those people Did, did Fox yeah, News like, hire uh, David Axelrod to be a color commentator? I don't know. He, they didn't. Okay. I can answer your question for you. No, no. What I'm saying is, though, I know there's this perception, mm-hmm. but CNN and the New York Times and these people, they reach out and they have these horrible right-wingers on their staff mm-hmm. under the illusion yeah. that's going to give them... Um, credence or credibility. objectivity yeah. and the people will, will give them a fair shake and go, oh, the liberal media is trying. People don't care. They have their perceptions. They shouldn't right. even try. They no. should not have... Who's that idiot? Combs. David Brooks. Oh. David Brooks is a, a fucking moron and he is on the payroll of David the New York... Brooks? He is a conservative columnist uh, for the New York Times. He is one of the dumbest men in America and he gets paid a lot of money to opine for the New York Times, and he is a very loud conservative voice. There is no equivalent of him on Fox News, uh, Wall Street Journal, any of that stuff. And it doesn't matter. The perception is always the same. Yeah. The, New York, the New York Times is like some screamingly far-left liberal rag. I guess the, the bigger point I make when I talk about mainstream media is, as rare as it is, when I am out in the real world, when I hear people talking about what is going on, I'm hearing them parrot the uh, the complete anti-Trump, anti-Republican. That's what I'm saying, and that's that's the world that I live in. I've, I've admitted this many, many times, that that bubble has definitely skewed my perception, but and that's why I was surprised that Trump won at all, but I 
I, I still live in this world where, you know, everyone that I encounter is extremely anti-Trump in the I don't encounter anyone in my daily life that is vocally pro-Trump. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I don't think most of us do here, at least. Yeah. Well, then that's the question. And so of the things that have been happening, have you been following the, the specifics of— Do you of, guys— Hold on. Of the, uh, go ahead, yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but— okay. Jesus I find this Christ. kind of fascinating. Do you guys know what the percentage of um, Hillary's victory was in Los Angeles? Uh, like 70%. 71, which yeah. is on the low end that is of cities. Yeah. surprising, yeah. actually. Low yeah. end. They, yeah. I think it was in the bottom fourth. That That is surprising. So I LA mean, is one of the more Republican-friendly cities yeah, in the country. It's not, it's yeah. not crazy surprising. But, I mean, based on my experience, my limited experience, admittedly, but my experience in the public, I, I literally cannot think of a single person that I have encountered that has been a vocal Trump supporter. This is why uh, anecdotes um, are unimportant. Sorry, just to piggyback on that, but you guys know Breitbart is headquarters in L.A. Yeah, I didn't know that actually. Because what's the dude? His heart exploded in Westwood, right? Yeah, Breitbart. Literally, Be- because Andrew just Breitbart. like the Grinch, he his heart grew too large. Man. By the way, actually, Andrew Breitbart wasn't that horrible of a guy. Uh, he would never approve of any of the shit going down with his website. Just, just like me. Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Wait, no, hold on. Yeah. Don't, don't he was, Benjamin Franklin was a mudslinger. How dare man. you? Okay, no, I'm saying I'm he, he was that. basically a founder of this country, Andrew Breitbart. Oh. There's there's Jefferson, Washington, Franklin, <laughs> Breitbart. Breitbart. Agreed. Um, Hancock. So I guess I wanted to kind of talk more a little bit about um, the Muslim ban, how it relates to, to Bannon. But I, I, I mean, just ben say Bannon. what you're thinking. Can I just say John Hancock sucked? Um, just want to put that out there. <laughs> Worthless. I learned In what way does the Muslim ban have relate to Bannon? And- well, I think it has to do with his power grab. And people are somewhat calling this a coup. I think it's a bit of an exaggeration. But I are think- you talking about that stupid medium essay? Yes. <laughs> I think that's a. I think it's ridiculous. I don't think it's a coup. Break I, it down, then. What? Why? It's I, not a coup I, because I he was so either, but, democratically elected. He was. Well, he wasn't. <laughs> he was Trump's campaign manager. He was part of the campaign that democratically won. That, by definition, is not a coup. I agree. I yeah. don't have an argument here. I'm yeah. just kind of addressing it. I think it's an exaggeration, but I do think it's it's something to note and think about his power grab. Um, but I do want to actually put that on hold because I think we it's more important to kind of talk about how the Muslim ban relates to the judiciary and judiciary. And, yeah. He can say Muslim that. ban judiciary. Oh wow! I did not do that on purpose. God, I'm so sorry. So, anyways, the, the attorney the general. Fact, open yeah, your eyes, people. Exactly. The attorney general. Okay. The fact that he fucking fired the attorney general. Well, he's allowed to do that. Yeah. Well, he was about to. Replace okay, so her anyway. let's back it up. Why? Why would? Why did he fire Obi? Um, he didn't. She didn't follow the orders. Yeah, she didn't agree. She she basically said that she, the, she, she God, she wouldn't defend correct the executive order. Right. And why? Get, uh, because, she, well, you know what? That's a problem, <laughs> actually. She thought no, it was no, unconstitutional. No, she didn't say that, which is a problem with yeah. She said— uh, Well, she was trying, trying she to be said, She couldn't defend the legality. It. She yeah. said, I think something about the soul of America, like it goes against the soul of America. Uh, well, okay. I don't uh, think that was her primary yeah. argument. She didn't say unconstitutional, uh, which is— Was bu- that not what she was implying, though? Why didn't she just say it? Radical Islam, say it. I don't think <laughs> Why can't they say it? That's a big difference my, because it's, it's, legal, it's, it's legalese. Well, like that's yeah, the whole thing. But she was the attorney general. What was and her name like, again? If anything, Sally Wright. Thank you. Yeah. It, okay. Rad. Sally if anything, Rudd. lawyers are cautious about what they say. 
Like that, that I is. <laughs> um, I think actually it was a bad move um, on her part to say that and and publicly say that because well, and this if was, she if she had known she was going to lose her job anyway, she probably would have said it was unconstitutional. She absolutely knew. She I, I totally think she knew knew. she really? was going to get fired. Well, yeah. Okay, one right. obviously she's going to lose her job soon because Sessions is coming in like yeah, a week or two. So two, she could so she's got like a week or two to make either a, a statement of some kind, which is what she did, or to actually try to help some people specifically by staying in power instead of letting Trump appoint someone else. So here's what so she you're specifically said. a politician said. to not be political? Here's no, what she, it, I don't know if that's a politician, though. She's not a, so she's here's not what a she specifically said, which you can break down. Okay, quote, uh, my responsibility is to ensure that the position of the Department of Justice is not only legally defensible, but is informed by our best view of what the law is after consideration of all the facts. She said in a letter, quote, in addition, I am responsible for ensuring that the positions we take in court remain consistent with the institution's solemn obligation to always seek justice and stand for what is right. And of course, Trump's Trump's kind of basic point that was that, uh, quote, Yates has betrayed the Department of Justice. Okay, he actually <laughs> the, wrote that for sure. That was She's amazing. weak. She's very weak. <laughs> I can't believe weak. he said that twice. The weak thing twice <laughs> he is crazy. everything twice. I read that. But the fact I that that's on an crying. actual document Jimmy, is... two times. Get the papers. Get he the papers. has five <laughs> adjectives that he uses. Tremendous, disaster. So then what's wrong with what she said? What's, what's wrong huge. with what she said? Is it, is it a, I mean, is it a I fireable offense? Anything, what's the deal? I don't think there's anything wrong with what she said, but I think I, it's no, a it's bad a, strategy. Well, and She's not going to do anything in two weeks, man. His subordinates could, were not, not following true. his direction. Like that is, a, if you're a, a business owner, if you're this a CEO. This is not a business. That's that, the problem. That doesn't no, matter. He is Trump. He is a business owner. I understand where his mentality Mentality is right. The problem is that he's run again. He's running this the country as if it's a business, and which is that's a, not a, illegal. Again, of course not. Well, yes, it is actually. It's not illegal and for then, him to fire the the sec, or the uh, attorney, attorney general. general. No, it's not illegal. But if this order is proven to be unconstitutional, right. mm-hmm. then it will look it's, bad. Oh yeah, it'll look bad. Now, but it's certainly not. Now illegal. we are we are as, as it's the CEO of America. Uh, we are we are signees. We are the signees on the Geneva Convention. Are we not? We are signees. Okay. So in the Geneva Convention, it says that just following orders will not save you from future prosecution. Totally. So if she thought that what he was asking her to do was unconstitutional, at the bare minimum, she could say, I'm protecting my ass in the future. I think that this will be proven to be unconstitutional and that later on I would get in trouble for doing my job. We're missing the point. It's not a question of whether or not what Trump did was good or bad. It's just a question of whether or not there there will be – you know, a, a consistency of checks and balances in our country. If it turns, I think into that, and that's not that, where that check comes from. Yeah, that's, though that's, it's not that, that's his appointed cabinet. Yeah. Those are the those are his yes men. He's, the president gets well, to pick yeah, the people sure. that he's surrounded with. The attorney but general that, is his lawyer. He, yeah, they, they're they're meant to defend his orders, now, his look, laws. No, no, she no. Was, I, see, that's the thing. I don't know if that's true. No, that's true. I, they're the executive branch. True. Now they're hold on yeah, when they when they when they take the oath. They do take the oath to the Constitution, not to the president. Now, he still has the right to fire her. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not she is also correct right. in saying yes. that her duty is to the Constitution, not to him. I, I never said she was wrong. Yeah. I, I never. That's the thing. Neither of them are wrong in this case. Correct. Yeah. I, right. So I think well, it, it's, it's, but it's sorry. just indicative. It's indicative across oh, the board. Oh, he's a dick. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> it's worse than that. It's worse than that. Just yeah. kind of, you know, it's not a question of just, ad, you know, just calling him a dick and oh, well, well no, whatever. Just, he's running. I'm it's, just not ready to go to Hitler yet. I'm not saying Hitler either. Yeah. Right, you I, shouldn't. I, we'll talk about that later. Um, but I do want to say, 
I think I want to refer you to two things. One, there was a really amazing video that's everyone's sharing on Facebook and Twitter. Is, is that the when, one with the cat? The, the when piano? Sessions is when Wait. Sessions is grilling Sally Yates. Have you guys seen this? Yeah, one? of course. Yeah, no. Okay, where he asks her about um, is the final question like in her hearing, and he's like, basically, would you uh, would you defend an unconstitutional law? Would you? She asked, mm. would you say no to the president? Would you yeah. stand up to the president if he asked you to perform or to defend an unconstitutional law? And she says, S- Sessions asked this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And she says, uh, no, I would have to give him my independent opinion of what I think is constitutional. Basically, she's saying I would stand up to him. Because okay. like, moving forward, do you think Sessions is, would question this? Do you think Sessions <laughs> would argue it? Don't laugh. Be honest about it. That's a fucking joke, right? It clearly isn't, though. That's what I'm saying. Sessions? If you, if Sessions you... is maybe the worst human being in this country, okay. so I don't think so. Um, <laughs> let me also say one more thing. Well, I want to well, Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Break that down. You can't just throw it off and say he's the worst we'll human being. Of, in no, no, no. Hold on. I don't want to get to that. Oh, he's just, he's not, he's not worse than Davis Duke. Duke. Hold on. Let me okay, sure. I want to refer you guys to Alan Dershowitz's article. I liked his article about Sally Yates. At least it's not Sam Harris. He's. I might talk about him. <laughs> he, by the way, had a great blog post about the Muslim ban. You should read it. I, I knew there was a Harris thing coming. I mean, he's great. I didn't read he's it, but a... I did tweet at him. <laughs> really? I said, retire, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. Okay, so Dershowitz's art. Dersh- wow, it's tough to say. Dershowitz's article. Dershowitz is a traditional Democrat, uh, constitutional like lawyer, a, a teaching or at Harvard Law or whatever. The point is, he knows his shit. He, what, he, what he was saying is a good point is that he was saying that she should have just tried to specifically say about this law what's un- part of it is unconstitutional and what isn't and actually defend the parts that aren't and go against the parts that are. That would actually help a lot of these people who are now throwing cases at at the executive government and maybe help them out because what she did now is just kind of said she made a statement which is a good statement and i think it's actually important and it's actually got a lot of ripples and echoes so i think it's a good idea but instead of now having the option to really defend these with honesty now we have to go with one of trump's appointees which is going to be not everyone's a revolutionary man like i mean just because she's not the hero doesn't mean well that- people are saying she's a hero that I'm not hearing, but okay. Oh, yeah. People are saying that. Oh, and, yeah. and I would say... For sure. Generally, yes. I mean, just for, for pointing out that... Is she know, George looting. Washington crossing the Delaware? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But is it a, a heroic act to stand up to a president and lose your job? I yeah. think so. And could she have been more heroic? Yes. But I don't think Hold that on. that is... I could think, she have been less heroic? Yeah, yes. I think, I think, most my, people are not heroic in their jobs, ever. That, and that's what I'm saying. I, I think Joey's asking a, a bit much. No, <laughs> no. I'm asking her to capitulate a little bit. That's all. I, I think it's different. I he, think, he's asking for less grandstanding, more uh, results. He's yes. saying be more practical. Correct. Uh, yeah. And you can argue with that. I think either – I would actually kind of take either argument. I think what she did is pretty amazing, and it sets a precedent because no one has fired their attorney general since Nixon. And even then, he forced him to resign because he actually didn't want him to investigate the special prosecutor who was investigating Watergate. So even then, no one's done it in a long, 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 long time. So the point is it does set a message. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you guys want to say anything else about this, OB? I think you're no, going to move on. Um I wanted to talk about um, Bannon and the NSC, the National Security Council. Um, Oh, okay. Is that okay? Do you want to? Hell yeah. Okay. (laughs) So um, what happened recently was that Bannon, well, I don't know about but Trump basically is restructuring the NSC, which is the National Security Council, which is made up of principal members called the principal committee that meet to discuss national security issues like life or death shit 
No, and usually the tradition is that there's no politics that come into these meetings. For instance, George W. Bush refused to let Karl Rove into these meetings. Um, and Obama famously, well, there's, they're talking about this, didn't allow any of his politicians in there except for a couple times when Axelrod and, and maybe Gibbs were in there just as observers. The point is— According to Alex Jones, this is where the New World Order has their power. Okay, well, that's even that's more— That's not even creative. That doesn't make sense. That's, yeah. Like, uh, like they, they do have their power. That's yeah, not, like, they are not, extremely powerful. They're not hiding anything. That's not a conspiracy. They're just like, we are the— Joint you know Jesus what? The, the idea being that this is the the actual power behind the throne. This is where the thing. But again, happen. it's no, not what? hidden. No, it's, it's like saying, you, say, you like know, Soros or something. That's like, hey, uh, Sean, I'm starting to think. I've heard from sources that the actual seat of military power is in a <laughs> Pentagon-shaped building <laughs> in Virginia. Yeah. Uh, no, it's in the White House. He's there, the, there's this the conspiracy that the president, the secretary of state, they all have too much power. No. It's crazy. <laughs> okay. I'm saying I agree. I I've heard there's a. A giant building where hundreds of men and women meet. They're elected by by men, and they go. They're representative, supposedly. Representative? Of yeah, I don't know. If that's and a they term, they I go think. and they they debate laws. <laughs> It's all bullshit. Yeah. All right. So what did this executive order do that restructured the NSC? It basically took the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the director of national intelligence. You're literally your number one on intelligence and your number one in the military and said, you're gone, except maybe you can come temporarily if we decide that it's, it's – If you're invited. If you're invited or it's practical or it, it pertains to your job or whatever. Right. And Which they, they will be deciding. Exactly. Yeah. And Stupid question. What does the National Security Council do? They make decisions on war and peace. Literally like the bin Laden thing, the raid that just happened in Yemen, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Big decisions too, like like should we invade a country, that kind of stuff. Should we send soldiers into other countries? Yes. Should we drone these people? Should people die? Should people live? That Who kind typically of... is, is on this council? So typically it's like the two I said, the DNI and the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, mm -hmm. uh, Secretary of Defense and Secretary of State, Vice President and President, and that's about – it maybe I'm sorry if I forget maybe DHC Director of Homeland Security. I think. President yeah. now would be DHC. DHC, mm. yeah, I think. Or DH so. DHS. DHS, DHS yeah. sorry. I think so. I think that's about it. It might be missing. Expect one. a correction next episode from Joey. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the, um, but the thing is, it's all fluid kind of because sure. now now what they did was they took away the DNI and the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and replaced it with Priebus and Bannon, Ryan yeah. Priebus and Steve Bannon. Did they have titles yet? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, Priebus is chief chief of staff, okay. and Bannon is chief advi chief advisor, or <sighs> yes, I believe so. Chief counselor, yeah, like chief that. counselor chief of the president, strategy chief or something. Yeah, it's like yeah, whatever, they right. they just made up a title for him, right? Special well, advisor. Well, no, that's the, oh, no, kind of that's Kanye been that's been there. They like like they've had Susan well, right. Carl Rove had the same position. Okay. Uh, I thought the weird thing Carl was yeah. that Rove. he didn't really enumerate whether he was like who was superior between him oh. and Priebus. Yeah, exactly. And he was like, well, you're kind of equal. I don't know. Exactly. They have the titles, but yeah, they have the titles. Typically, like, chief of staff would be above him, but Trump right. was like, you guys are kind of well, working together. This well, is again, a, famously, Carl Rove was you know more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah exactly. More powerful. I think this is what we, we talked about this earlier, but it's one is Bannon is a lion. Uh, he just gobbles up everything he sees and he's a power hungry freak. Um, and two, Priebus is a little bitch. So that's not even like mm -hmm. gonna have that's an obvious fucking thing. And yeah, two, Priebus, also, Priebus was, was Paul Ryan's guy. Yeah, he's just a little turd. Um, you can look at him, you can hear him talk. He's just a little, he's just a rollover. He just likes sucking ass of, of every Republican he meets. I would say garling balls myself personally, but that's what he's got to go all homophobic. Oh, I didn't mean that. I meant kissing ass. Sorry. Uh, sorry, mom. Um, what I wanted to Kissing say. Kissing ass is your sorry, mom? 
The well, fuck? just my cursing. Sorry, mom. In general, I shouldn't be cursing with mom on the. Okay, okay. I love continue. Mom. I'm sorry. So, okay. so kind of why, why is Bannon being the head of the National Security Council a, a, a piece of news? Why is that of note? Well, he's <laughs> okay. I mean, you got you got to understand one who he is. I mean, he's he's the head of Breitbart, and he was the responsible for the platform for the alt right. Um, he's a, a cl- he's a climber. He's a, although I wouldn't go that climber? far necessarily. He's a climber. A mountain climber. Like a power climber, like okay. someone who grabs onto people. And like climbs. a whore. Yeah, like, you never heard that? Climber? No. Sorry. Social climber? Social climber. Uh, climbing the social ladder, certainly, but I've, sure. I've never heard that uh, that specific adjective Climbing the power extracted. ladder. He is a very interesting man, honestly. Um, he's very smart. Uh, he knows a lot of European history. He is obsessed with European history. He fashions himself as a Leninist, uh, which means, and he's quoted as this, is that he wants to take down the state. Um he also has no experience in government, and he— Wow, I wonder if those two things are related. <laughs> taking down the state and not having experience? Being obsessed with taking down the state and having no exper- actual experience in government. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if there's any connection there. Well, he is everyone's fucking uncle who spends 40 hours a weekend watching History Channel and knows everything about Europe from 1917 to 1946 and knows nothing about the rest <laughs> of history. That's a great point, actually. I was going to make that point. He's obsessed that, with this one moment in time. Yes. He loves European history so much that he doesn't understand any other history. Right. Um, mm. Which is, again— Don't I, think he could hold court on the Ming Dynasty, for instance. <laughs> The worst part is, too, man, every every generation wants to kind of recreate the wars of their parents. It's a weird it's a weird thing that it's always purpose. cycles back. Yeah, basically. That's a good way to put it. I, I mean, I, I think is so. Is this Shakespearean? Is this uh, Hamlet or something? No, this is way further than that. Yeah, this is this is Oh, the, I know. I mean, I was just wondering. I'm not quoting anything. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know where that comes from. fucking Darwin, Yeah, man. I mean, like, it's basically just... <laughs> that's, it's Oedipal or something? Well, no. That, I mean, this no, is just no. how we survive. Like, we, we got to the top of the food chain by fighting our way there. Well, like, no, no. It's not a question of that. It's a question of um, trying to be like the former generation is what I'm saying. It's, you know, trying to live up to them. Trying it's, to it's surpass not, the former not, generation, I would sure, say. Sure, but at the very least living up to them. So yeah. that's why, you know, so so again, it's that's why you can expect a war almost every, you know, that, 15, that, although 20 Although that feels years. very, uh, you know, uh, bicentennial, the less, you know, an American sort of thing. Precisely. I, 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 yeah, exactly. I mean, just trace trace the wars throughout history. Joey, you'd be able to do it, it specifically, right? It's a revolutionary war, right? War of 1820. 12, close enough. And what connects all these wars? Parents. George Soros' money. (laughs) (laughs) If you go back to the War of 1812, George Soros funded both sides. And and what's scary now is that it's uh, not that... Christmas or... We've just been been in this kind of like lull of a general fight throughout this whole time without having a specific war and we've been trying to pull back and and everybody, you know, appears to want to fight, essentially. And, And there's just so much... I don't know. I noticed that too throughout um, the country. I noticed that too, and also because I noticed it on the left, because the left is usually all peace, Nikki, and stuff. But it, it seems recently they've become more they've violent. Gotten pretty violent, um, for and sure, it, yeah. and it worries me. And um, now it's it's pointed at the state. Unfortunately, it's pointed at us. It's pointed at the country I, itself. Which... I want to get back to the NSC, though. I'm sorry, because yeah, I'm sorry. Guys. Are you guys talking about the punching Nazi stuff? No, that's certainly part that, of it. No, that is absolutely part of it. That part is totally fucking badass. I'm all for it. <laughs> Should have listened to the last episode. I won't. Nice little, okay. <laughs> I, I, I agree. It, it is pretty badass. Um, yeah. The point is, I think we also have to think about who was replaced. Um, this is a big one. I'm, and this is going to get into maybe a little bit of a conspiracy theory. I have a few. Yay! Of I know. You're going to like them. Well, you may not hear about them because I don't think they're on InfoWars. Um, the thing is. Jesus Christ. What? I wasn't being rude there, was I? <laughs> Wait, can I just, can I <laughs> make a reference real quick before I forget it forever? Yep. Sean, have you ever seen a movie called Metropolitan? 
Uh, Do you know who Whit Stillman is? Not a clue. He's a fabulous writer-director. You should look him up. Um, he was like a proto-Wes Anderson. Oh, you might like him. I hate Wes Anderson. You know, that's why I think you might like this. Anyway, okay. so there's a, a line in Metropolitan that I think of every time you mention this, your consumption of media, mm. where um, this, this young intellectual talks about all these books, and then he mentions casually that he's never actually read these books, <laughs> and someone says, well, how do you know so much about him? And he goes... I don't read literature. I just read good literary criticism. That way you get the author's point of view and the critic's point of view. And that's why I think of every time you talk about this media takedown shit. Like, why read the book when you can just read the essay about it? Then you get both sides. Fucking cliff notes. Yep. That's all. Okay, so I wanted to bring this up because I think it's interesting because we're thinking about, specifically, who is the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff? His name's Joseph Dunford, and he was a Marine Corps— Good old Dunny. He was a Marine Corps general. I think this is really interesting because he's the first Marine Corps general to be ever the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. That's a big deal. The Marines usually are, you know, a backseat to the Army and the Navy and the Air Force and all. Uh, And also, look who is our Secretary of Defense, James Mattis. James Mattis is famously the Marine Corps general who— led the Marines into the Iraq war. So we have literally two Marine Corps generals. And also I want to say a little bit about these between them, Mattis and Dunford. Uh, Dunford was his, um, or I'm sorry, Mattis was his superior in Iraq. And he was a general while I think Dunford was like a a colonel or something. And And Dunford worked his way all the way up. And Obama... In about 2013, was about to make him a command, commandant, commandant, commandant of the Marine Corps. Commandant. How do you say? Com- commandant. 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 Sorry. Commandant. Comrade. The, the head of the <laughs> Marine Corps. So basically, Obama preferred Dunford to Mattis, and that led Mattis to go out of government and get into the private sector for the last three years. While Dunford has been slowly rising and rising and rising to be the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, literally the most powerful man in the military in the entire country. So I think there's a little interesting dynamic between those two. And then also we have to think about. Mattis is not on board with Bannon. Mattis was supposedly pissed off about the executive order and not being informed about it, as well as General Kelly, who was also the director of uh, Homeland and Security, who was, upset, who was upset about it as well. So the point is— Wait, are you talking about Buffalo Bills legend Jim Kelly? <laughs> uh, no. It puts oh. the lotion in the basket. Oh, and four. In the Super Bowls? Yeah. So what? Give him a break. He was an incredible quarterback. Hall of Famer. Yeah. I li- I, 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 Strong I, arm. I really feel bad for the Bills, I gotta say. Or fuck the Bills. One, well, of the, one of the greatest football teams ever. Period. Like, I don't yeah. even care that they didn't win the Super Bowl. Like 90, what a run. Thurman Thomas, baby. Yep. The 85 Big Bears. Fan. Horrible team. Overrated. Uh, Bears. Continue. So I guess I want to say it's a little bit of a Marine Corps versus Bannon versus this uh, this apolitical – I'm sorry. No, not apolitical. A – um, whatever. It's it's this Bannon side versus the try to take power from the military guys who are going to be in this. Perhaps. It's the YouTube I mean. <laughs> comment versus the military. Yeah. A walking, talking YouTube comment is now so, in charge of the NSC. It's a big deal. Uh, it's a more big deal than I think people are realizing. Um, it's just a reality show. No big deal. Well, you know, it, if that were true, it, you know, it'd be fine. But the thing is, you're not a person who's getting killed. Um the worst part is it, it is a reality show, and it is not fine. It, there are real consequences for these things. Right. There, there are real consequences for Bannon's policies and, and for not consulting with military advisors on taking military actions. It seems like a pretty stupid course of action. No, what do you, what do you think he's going to do? At the very fucking least. I mean, what do you think he's going to do then? What do I think he's going to do? I think he's generally incompetent. I really do think this. Well, um, that's good then. <laughs> no, I do not think that's good. Okay. I think that's not good at all. I think it's going to cause more— 
extreme harm. It's going to, because it's not just incompetence. It's, it's competence based off alternative facts. It really is. It's, well, then it's not incompetence. Yeah. It's just, it's just, just misinformed. Right. It's both. I mean, it's, it, that's I think, what, I, I, take, I think what Joey's I mean, saying is correct, that he is incompetent in the sense that he has been promoted to the highest possible position in a field that he has absolutely no experience but in. But he's competent in what he wants to do. No, he's competent. He has, <laughs> correct. He has ideas. Well, but I have ideas. If you suddenly named me the the GM of the Oakland A's, I wouldn't know what the fuck I'm doing. I mean, granted, this is this is pedantic at this point. It's kind of just semantics. But the, the reality is he has but, the power to do what he's trying to do. And right. so he has— But he's, he's going to treat it like it's some, you know, freshman dorm session where he's just— yeah. You know, talking big ideas about world take, history and take ideology. Take the executive order as an example. He well, just simply like wrote it. And was like, hey, look at this shit, right, and just let's... sent it out and didn't check well, any legality of it. And and the whole you know part of the blowback of this uh, executive order is that it frames the world in the way that ISIS sees it, which is the mm-hmm. West against Islam. But that is also the way Steve Bannon sees it. He sees it as the Christian West versus Islam, and that's what he that's the narrative he wants to push. I don't know if he intended for this specifically to be interpreted that way, but that is his point of view. So there's some mixture of incompetence and sinister ideology being pushed here. I agree. Now, the the thing that gives I me agree, hope obviously. about Steve Bannon is that Steve Bannon seems blindingly arrogant. Yes. Um, and he honestly thinks he is the smartest man in America, right. and he thinks he's smarter than every single person in that room. And if you know anything about history, including the era of 1917 to 1946, those people, it's, it never ends well for them. I agree. The guy who thinks he's the smartest guy in the room never has a happy ending. No, what if I, there's two guys I, who both I, think this, they're the this smartest fall, guy in the room? They never end this well. This is going to well, be some mutually assured destruction. Well, that's Trump and Bannon. So I'm saying what anyone who walks then? in a room and thinks I'm the smartest person here is already at a disadvantage. Yes. That's Trump and Bannon. So they both walk but into Trump, the room. What happens now? Trump is not about being smart necessarily. Okay. Trump, he's a different kind of alpha male. Yeah. Trump just wants power. He doesn't really care how he gets it. He doesn't it. really care what the – he has no ideology. Let me put it that way. Yeah, I agree. He wants to be – he wants – People listen to him, but he doesn't really care what he's saying. Right. He doesn't he, want people to disrespect him. Yes. He wants to be the top dog. He doesn't care what orders are being carried sure. out. Bannon has a very strict ideology he wants to have pushed. And, and he an thinks agenda, he can outsmart not only the American public. He thinks he can outsmart generals, uh, secretaries of state. He thinks he can outsmart whole departments. Go, he c- thinks countries. He thinks, oh, I've read – I must have read 95 books. <laughs> I know everything. Well, that's just, I know history. That's the mentality of a businessman. It's, it's Sure. I, I, want to be a CEO. Do you want to make donuts or do you want to make car tires? What do you want to do? I don't know. I want to be a CEO. Like that is... I'm introducing disruptive thinking. I just want to be famous. Basically, I just want to bring down the state. This is... I'm bringing disruptive thinking to the State Department. So... um, I'm an innovator. One more thing I want to add about Bannon before we move on is that he also did this week add Julia Hahn to the White House. Julian Assange? Julia Hahn... (laughs) Julia Hahn is a very, very uh, witty, clever, horrible writer from Breitbart. She's 25, and she's known for being a very scathing writer towards Paul Ryan. She's basically Paul Ryan's biggest enemy in the press. <laughs> uh, you know, they consider him a conservative, if you will. <laughs> um, but my point is, she's now in the White House. So, again, it's a part of this small power grab a little bit at a time. But don't forget, it's been 10 days. It's a lot of power to grab. The NSC hiring someone, throwing Stephen Miller under God, the bus in 10 days. 10 fucking days. Um, and that's 
extremely horrifying. I can't really stress guys, that. <laughs> or, how long will this pace keep up? Is this going to be the next four years? Is everything going to be no, a continuous news cycle? No, that's the worst part. I think it'll slow down in like a couple weeks or so. And then and and everybody's essentially going to get tired of it. Normalized. And little things, precisely. Precisely. And little things, precisely, My, and little know, things that, here and there will just continue. And the worst possible things will just continue to kind of slip in. And we'll just be like, you know, if nothing happens for two weeks and then all of a sudden a kind of like small but important thing happens is everybody going to freak out yeah. or is everyone going to be tired about it or what? I mean, it's, it, it, well, that's, that's a big part of Trump's noted strategy in right. general is just manipulating the media in that way. It's what just, I've always said. You know, constantly throwing out, you know, one thing or the or, other. More importantly, after two weeks, nothing really happens. Right. So, mm-hmm. so everything's quiet for about two weeks and then all of a sudden Trump comes out and says something kind of stupid, but ultimately mundane. You but know what I mean? The masses aren't just, continually riled right, he just up. Tweets something dumb. Yeah. No, 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 no. Slow down. He yeah. tweets something done to rile up the masses. Mm. And then in that kind of, you know, um, uh, the, the the coins are basically dangled in a different direction. Everybody's looking over there. Mm. Then a little policy thing slides oh, yeah, in. Oh, yeah, totally. And that's what I think is even more Bait dangerous. Bait switch or uh, misdirection would be yeah, more ba- the... Yeah, misdirection. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so that's that. That's what I think the pace will probably continue to be. But I don't know, man. Maybe it'll end up being a fucking... I think it's going to continue exactly like this for a few weeks. And then there's going to be... Uh, an unforeseen incident, such as a confrontation in the South China Sea, mm-hmm. or something yeah, happens like with Iran, or there's a stock market crash. Something beyond normal politics I think happens, that that's also a and that throws everything into. Or there's a terrorist attack, whatever it is. Yeah. Something massive happens. And then totally change. Just like George W. Bush. Yeah, yeah. Like but something. You're, you're expecting this within the first year of his oh, presidency. Absolutely. Yeah, I would. I would North yeah, Korea, I'd China, so Russia. Someone tests him. Gotcha. In a way that he has to respond. And I don't know what he does. Yeah. Like let's say. Uh, Russia rolls tanks into the rest of Ukraine. Yeah. Now that changed. No one's fucking talking about Muslim ban anymore. Totally. Like it. The question is, does NATO respond militarily? So, and I don't know what Trump on. does in that. You, you said a couple things tanks very interesting uh-huh. because they happened today. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, literally, Russia did attack Ukraine mm-hmm. again today. Mm-hmm. Also, Michael Flynn literally threatened Iran today. The words he used. Is that the, I was uh, crying. The, I was laughing so hard. Guy? Do you hear what no. he said? No. <laughs> uh, Do you remember this? Hold on. What? I'm sorry. Go Do you ahead. know the exact wording he used? I do not I forget. I'm sorry. He well, said, on notice? Is that, he we'll, said you're on notice. We'll oh, on. yeah, I saw that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> notice. Yeah. You're officially Who said on that notice. To? General Michael, Michael Flynn said that to Michael Flynn's the, national the security advisor. Uh, to the nation of Iran. Okay. That they're on notice. Yeah, uh, basically saying, I've got my eye on you. So, the, uh, the invade, not the, well, sure, the invasion. Well, the invasion of Ukraine. Um, occupation? Sure. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Fuck, fuck Putin. Fuck him right in the ear. Um, Back in the USSR. Give him a so, chance. The point is, you don't know how lucky you the, are, boy. Uh, the announcement from our government today had not a single mention of Russia in the entire thing about Ukraine, all these people dying, the problems in Donetsk. Russia was not a word that was even in this well, fucking. Who, who knows memo- where the rockets are coming from? Probably, right. They're probably coming from Hamas. Of course. Yeah. Who can know? Who yeah. could tell? Wait, right? so they Un- were talking about the Ukraine and they didn't. They, yeah, they, they were, were like, talking about the conflict there. Yeah, they were like, they, we're horrified at the conflict going on in eastern Ukraine, blah, 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 blah. blah. That's it. It's fantastic. That is? No, I'm just being. I mean, it's just, you I know, local know. rebels <laughs> expressing their desire for freedom. All right. Sean Fall, what scares you right now? Um, physically strong women. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah. uh, <laughs> love, uh, physical touch. I mean, traditionally, um, you're, traditionally you're comfortable <laughs> with the idea of kind of a nice big sweeping change just because ultimately things can get better in that vacuum. But is there anything right now that, that gives you that gives you pause that's concerning to you? Um, it, it's, it's all, we'll say, alarming. Okay. Um, I don't know that I have any specific fears currently, other than you. basically what Wheeler was expounding on is that just the, the domino effect of what this possibly triggers internationally, that you know the, this could end up becoming a bigger deal. Um, I, I, again, I'm just not, I, I'm not afraid of Trump in general. Uh, obviously, being a white man, everyone's going to point out that that's you know, not... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, but but still, as far as the the, the state of our democracy, I mean, right? It, it, and it is. I, I am a, his his democracy is not imperiled. No, well that too. But I well yes I'm, and no. I mean, it depends on what it depends on our responses to I'm saying, whatever thing that we're talking well, that's about the earlier. Thing. You know what? His that's life what is going to be unaltered. Yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah, to give you what scares me then is the this flip flopping that happens, this uh, crazeness on the right, and then crazeness on the left, and then crazeness on the right, which then pushes the pendulum more and more towards this sort of Alex Jonesian martial law. Right. So the idea is now that the liberals are so fucking pissed off that they have taken the place of the pissed off Republicans and that conflict continuing to be escalated is what really scares me. The The idea of what the DNC has done, the idea of what the RNC has done to instill fear in both of their constituency to escalate and fan these flames of possible civil unrest and, you know, civil war. That is what I am afraid of. So what's the outcome of that, though? I mean, what 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 outcome scares you the most in that respect? I mean, how can it still be? What, what would civil the civil war? war well, I yeah. know, but what would the Civil War look like? That's I mean, the thing. Death, that, that, destruction. Tractors. <laughs> <laughs> the first war on American soil. So Wait, what? Since the Civil War. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the first oh, modern oh, war. Oh, uh, there's a little town in Texas called Waco you might want to read up on. Don't get me started, oh, so bro. Pearl Harbor was American soil. But okay. No, it wasn't. Uh, not a, Hawaii? I, I understand, I but it, it wasn't a state. It wasn't a time. state. It was a territory. Okay, it's American soil. Okay, whatever. Yeah, fine. no, either way. Sure, I'm not. I'm not. But no, I mean, a, a ground war in North America. Right, right. Like this is something we have not seen in generations. I, I, I'm not sure I understand how the organizations w would go down. It, in that it ends respect. up be, in. in, in I, there's many ways it could go down, but I the way I foresee it is just more escalating riots, and then okay, uh, then fair. you know, sort of and then the martial law steps in, exactly, and then the actual the Trump, yeah. Trump needs to throw in national guard. But of course, under Trump, the national guard is something. Little a little bit different. Yeah. Right. And then, the yeah. militarization of the police that we talked about earlier. And then we end up drafting okay. for National Guard. We end up drafting for police. And then, you know, okay. the left yeah. stands up. I mean, it's just an escalation of this this, this doggedness. That, yeah. It's the, the idea of the sportsification of politics well, right. so that then, has led us to this point where everything is so divided now that and I've, you can't even have a conversation. Now that I've appropriately riled you up, what are some <laughs> yeah. things do you think that, that both sides of this potential war can get behind? Um, what are some ideologies? Oh, what are some what unifying? Are the, yeah, basically, what are the things we stand for as Americans? Yeah, no, I mean, what, is, what is anything that, that we as a collective nation can stand behind? Uh, we can stand behind... Baseball mom and apple pie. I, I, you know, it's I, it's the the concept of America. So I think one of the biggest things is re. I, I do think Trump is right in the idea of refocusing on America, not necessarily the extreme nationalism that a lot of people are foisting upon him, but the idea that we need to rebuild our infrastructure, we need to take care of our people, we need to rebuild the middle class and allow that to flourish. We need to allow people to. Open 
open businesses more easily and not make it a such a uh, an overburdensome task. Uh, we need to allow those those middle classes to to flourish. Okay. I, I agree with all that. I think I think you hit an important point though that I want to talk about, and it's only one. No, you actually had a few. <laughs> surprisingly, um, Jesus fuck, you opened me he up. Can't compliment you. I know. You, you <laughs> yell at him even louder. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, I trained you well. <laughs> so I I like how you talked about the exaggeration and the fanning of the flame because I wanted to discuss this. Um, I have a scale, uh, a revolution scale, and mm. it's one to ten, and ten Is it, uh, not very revolutionary. Night? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a good point. what'd you say what was your joke i said two minutes to midnight oh okay yeah you're right that's already there um so i, th- I thought it was like two s- scale i thought it was two minutes that's 30. the clock. clock whatever, whatever. i yeah. thought it w- i thought it was 2 30 and they just moved it down to two either way oh okay got it anyways so uh 10 is all out revolution one is you know a tweet <laughs> so this is defcon with uh I'm, 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 I'm curious where you guys think we are currently on that scale i'm sorry say again 10 is all out revolution I would say nine is as far as the public or the government. Yeah, that's what I'm confused. Civil about war. You're talking about the public. The public. The you're, public you're, is revolting against the government. So you're, you're talking about okay. my increased I, riots. And the government's revolting against each other. Well, okay. I mean, the government is us. So yes, that's what I mean. Is vo- revolting yeah, against that's the faction. That's the fucking problem, man. Like the government is not this leviathan-esque entity that yeah, we talk about. That, it, is, but, yeah. it has certainly vaguely become that. I, I, I don't. But even but still, we can what take a step back and really think about this for a second. What do you mean? I, again, it's it's by the people for the people, right? I mean, we, we, we these are elected representatives. It's a body. It's not a, it's not an entity. It's a bunch of fucking people that have been elected to as our voice, right? But it's still tyranny of the majority. When you know, it, we, what, the we majority are, of what though? These are for like five hundred some odd individuals. No, there, no, there is but, no majority. But the people there. that put them in the office, you know, we are still very divided. We are, you know, barely. Yeah, but there, nobody gets my fifty percent of votes. That's a re- like, they're a reflection of the divide in the public. Yeah. There's, it's there's not, it's not public versus the government. 100%. It's the government. It's the people set against each other. Well, right. right that's the point. Right now, the conflict is a a sort of unified Republican government against a liberal sort of a vocal liberal uh, outcry. The the well, Repu- right. yeah, because, but in '09 in it was the other way around. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But that, I'm saying that divide, whichever maybe it shifts a few points one way or the other, but it's essentially the same. And the, the I emotion feel like it's more divided it. now than it ever. I'm saying was. the emotion behind yeah, it is I, bigger now. I think now. it's amplified. I there's mean, all, it's there's always disagreement always right. it's always roughly split it's, it's always teams but there's there's always been common ground but can i tell you my slight very slightly nuanced opinion about what changed mm. so during the obama years particularly the last four two to four years um the republicans took the stance of absolute obstructionism oh yeah right. they went total dick yeah but and that's fine whatever they did that well, not no. whatever. Hold on. Sure, go ahead. I'm getting to my point. <laughs> I love you, Brian. Yes, yes, whatever. <laughs> because it absolutely fucking worked. They got everything they wanted mm-hmm. and more. They paid no political price. Yeah. They were totally obstructionist. They basically were willing to default on the credit of the American Republic to get one to win one political battle, yeah. they refused to even hear a Supreme Court nominee with a whole year left. Yeah. Made all these excuses, and the public. Let them get away with it. They paid no political they price. They agreed with them. Yes. What I'm saying is Democrats should learn from that, mm-hmm. that there isn't a price to pay. You don't win anything by being civil. You, don't that a, but, you so, gain nothing. But is that a smart way to move forward? Yes. I disagree. Perhaps now. You know I what? disagree. Here's the I, thing. I think Republicans have shown us yeah, what we, the American public is willing we, to put up with, which is, and I was surprised by this, 
almost anything. Yeah. Let's just if take they one. Th- hold on. Yeah. If the American public thinks you're going to do something to make their life better, yeah. they will let you get away with anything. The Trump pussy grabbing comments for the rest of my life i will never believe that he he didn't resign at that moment the fact that people 60 million people voted for him after that everyone believed it no one thought it was like a doctor yeah. tape or anything well actually many people do but that's fine the vast majority did well, not it's argued so too, you know there's semantic arguments and whatnot but people no. don't care though yeah, they yeah, said yeah. whatever yep. because right. they thought you know what better than hillary yeah. and that to me even as a 29 year old person was genuinely shocking and it has changed my view of the American public and what they're willing to put up with. They are um, Americans are more cynical than I had ever imagined. Yeah, that's very true. Truly. Like yeah. they they don't care. You can be a murderer. You, it, if you served your time and you came out and they think that you're going to do something for them, they'll vote for you. It, this, they don't care. This has had a direct reflection. Playing by, playing by the rules gets you nowhere. So now I, I want to try to argue this point unless you want to go ahead. Go ahead. I think you're right to mostly extent. I actually agree with you, but I want to try to think about the other side of this because <laughs> maybe the Democrats are right in doing this. Now, I'll give you an example. They're not all um, voting completely against all the nominees, mm-hmm. and they're getting trouble for this. Some of them are tweeting them, calling them collaborators. Um, and you're seeing certain uh, senators vote with or for Trump on certain things, specifically Joe Manchin on West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is specific politics, and they're playing for 2018. They want to be able to win back the white middle-class vote in places like West Virginia. Democrats? Yeah, definitely. Yes, in Virginia and North Carolina and okay, Ohio. Hold on, hold on. And by specifically not just voting obstructionist the entire time, maybe they can win back specific seats. That's the strategy. I don't know if that's a good strategy necessarily and works all the time. I think it's incredibly naive. I think you might be right, actually. I think people will not remember and they will not care. So it depends. Here's the, here's the people, people, they, they don't care. Uh, two years from now, when he's running for office, and he goes, "Oh well, you know, in 2017, I voted for you know the Secretary of Education." Uh, people don't give a shit. Look, here, they don't here, care. Here's if the, the guy, if the guy next to him says, "I'll lower your taxes more than he said," they go, "Okay, I vote for you." Here's the real problem. I, so certainly, this political strategy might work, and it might be the smart way to go. It might not be the smart way to go. The real question is: one, I don't think this is business as usual in the way of politics. I mean, this feels different. This feels specifically which specifically different. what? Well, it's not like a Republican. It's an evolution. Yeah. Well, no, I don't think it's an evolution either. I. I I don't think it's just a normal Republican in the office. And so therefore the question Trump? is, so yeah. Now, yeah, obviously. No, not at all. So so then the, this idea of like, oh, strategy as far as obstructionism works so that the Democrats can take power it, it is, you know, is a smart move. I don't think that's the question to be asking right now because currently the obstructionism shouldn't be a question of partisan. It should be a question of what what is – and I don't want to say American, but I, I What is guess, right? Well, I'm not hold right, on. right in what way though? I don't want to be too kind I, of broad I about think the that. Mistake, what do you mean by right? Real, real quick, right th- for our country is the point, and right for the state of our democracy. That's what I mean. Well, okay, because well, that, that's what I was trying to say. Basically, I, 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 this is not I, a I question agreeing. of obstructioning so, or obstructing, so that the Democrats can you know can can swing the pendulum the other way. This is a question of because I don't think typically. For, Okay, under normal circumstances, if this was fucking Jeb Bush who won, and then he was appointing the same exact Supreme Court justice, I don't think—I think the conversations would be the same as far as, oh, should we just obstruct, or should we just kind of play ball, or, you know, well, then they can you know, have the Senate majority. You know, I they, don't— They can filibuster, et cetera. I don't think they would be the same. Well, I, I, I actually—what uh, I'm saying is the strategy— 
that we're talking about could be the same. But right now, because of the fact that it's so fucking different, the strategy itself shouldn't be called a strategy. I guess is my point. Even phrasing it as a strategy, I think is. I don't know. It's, if a, it's politics, man. You got to play the game. I don't think. That, okay. And, and so is everything is, politics is everything. Unfortunately, no yeah. It's like Nazis come we to have, power. We have to win politics. in 2018. Okay. This is like our Alamo. In 2018 and 2020, if if the Democrats do not get their shit together okay. in a year. Uh, one year, they're fucked. Uh, really fucked. Joey and- is so right. And the the thing is, Democrats are just Whoa. realizing this. I know. But this is the way Democrat or Republicans <laughs> play every fucking election. Every election is, this is it. The, the uh, history of the Republic's on the line. If we don't win this election, it's all over. Every election that I can remember since the fucking early 90s as a kid was shaped in apocalyptic terms. You're right. Terms. They always do and, use that rhetoric. But and, and, Democrats and when you, don't, though. I know they don't. I'm saying, that's why they fucking lose. Yeah. Because if you look at it, the people who voted for Trump, even people who find him personally despicable, people who don't like the Muslim stuff, people who don't like the wall, they voted for him because Supreme Court. And they go, I don't care. I can put everything else aside because the end game is the Supreme Court, and I want him to nominate. All right, well, let's move on to that then. Well, real, real think, quick, yeah, uh, sure. I'm sorry, Shawnee. So, couple things. One of the big mistakes I think we keep making, and people in general keep making, is equating Trump with the RNC. Uh, oh yeah, fi- I want to make one more point after this. Yeah, yeah. Fight, fighting Trump and fighting the RNC are two completely different battles for the Democrats. And one of the things that this really stems from is the whole Tea Party thing. Now. Yeah, that's true. The the Tea Party was really what brought the Republicans back into power, For and sure. they, they did it with a very. It was vicious. They didn't. They, did, they weren't was, compromising. They weren't cute about it. They were very. It was specific. very methodically planned. Agreed. It was getting those those smaller things and building up rather than building down from the top of the presidency. And so they constantly put forth candidates. They would, as a movement, when they had their rallies, they would have someone up there that is, this is the guy you guys want for mayor. This is the guy you guys want for comptroller. This is our guy. That actually was funded by billionaire activists. I'm just saying it worked. Yeah, it did. But I'm saying like, you know, there's a George Soros conspiracy theory. I have no idea what George Soros is spending his money on. The Koch brothers are very open about, we funded this. We funded this candidate. And I'm saying, here's a billion dollars. I mean, this, I, I, uh, you didn't use this term, but I object to anyone using the grassroots term for Tea Party. I did use it, but no, you're right. It's not. No, um, they, it's fun. they would not have been successful without the billions I, of dollars from it, the Coke Correct. It's it not a grassroots movement. I hate because this it wasn't term like, even more, but it is applicable astroturfing. So it is. <laughs> wow. It, you're, you're not a sports guy. No, no. The, I only know this as a political I reference. Know, I know. Um, but <laughs> if you're unfamiliar, the, the idea is that it's it's fake grassrootsing. So it's. You, I, I get the metaphor. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so ideally what you're doing is you're you're using those tactics that grassroots organizations would or a grassroots Or make it style. appear to be that you're exactly. using that And so that's, you know, where all of the that rhetoric comes in, where all of the meme building has come from. Is Shit posting. All, yeah. I mean, that's that's the the idea of, you know, the like you guys said, the Democrats were fighting this apocalyptic battle for the last 30 years. And that Republicans, you mean? 
Uh, no, they were, they're fighting against the Republicans framing it as an apocalyptic battle. Yeah. Oh, I understand. Okay. The, yeah, the, the sure. whatever. So either way, it, that was kind of the, the Republican answer to that, especially after all the bailouts and shit. That was a uh, a, a bolstering point so, for them. But basically what I'm saying is that the Democrats are starting to get that, that group of people together. Now they just have to put something in front of that group that they can actually unifiedly get behind. And that is not abortion. That is not any of these wedge issues it has to be something that is uh, universal the democrats do yeah well, what, what is that then uh, middle class yeah the, that is their it the, has to be the, the rebuilding of the middle class the one percent of the one percent what it was the, what it always traditionally was by the way the economy stupid yep it, okay. The Democrats have to get back to the center. I'm saying this a long, 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 back long, long, long. Back to the center. That's my point, yes. though. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, you might think I'm crazy because I'm a super crazy what, progressive what lefty who loves the center? center. I mean, they have to take a turn to the center. The question of the Democratic Party is who do we turn to now? Do we go towards the style of progressivism of— Look, that's real quick. That's just the problem with the primary system is that it it pushes people to the extremes. You are you know bolstered by these people that come out to vote in primaries by you know. Can I just up fucking remind you people yeah. that it was the working class that abandoned the Democrats right. in the eighties, not the other way around. Right. That they jumped ship, went to Reagan, who then dismantled their unions, and they yeah. said thank you. But listen, he said he was going to give them money. Listen, and were you and better they, now than you were four years ago? <laughs> no, he destroyed the Midwest, listen, and they let. Him they we, voted for him. But he gave us Top Gun. Yeah, he did give us Top Gun. Right. Uh, I think that's a, a very important thing to remember. Top did he gun? give us Top Gun? Why is it no. an important thing to remember? That, that, that the working class the jumped ship. Yeah. The yeah. working class left the Twice. Democrats. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. Well, Ultimately. Wait. Okay, so you lose elections. All right, maybe democracy's bad. Fuck them. Okay, so that's fine. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I know that yeah, what's yeah, the what, fuck them? Yeah, what? Fuck them. Fuck who? Fuck people who class? vote against their own interests. Oh. You can't do anything. So you're saying fuck the Democrats, well, fuck no, the working I, class? Kind of. I don't think you can't do anything. You can still, because again, you can still speak to them in whatever See, version that but what, is going what to they help listen them. to is beyond your control. What Wheeler's saying, Correct. hold on, hold on. Guys, this is really clear. This is important <laughs> because what Wheeler's doing is what one part of the Democratic Party wants to do. And I want to fight that really hard. Almost because I simply want to win elections, okay? I am tired of losing elections. This, this is, is the Hillary thing, though, of like, I want to win over moderate Republicans. You're not going no, to. No, I disagree. Hold on. Let me she really won't. hold. Let me, no, she won't. Of course she won't. No, no. But the you, Democrats you people can. don't understand Republicans. Third when party. The, no. Third party. When the shit really is really banned, do. Really they do. band together. Right. They put everything else aside and they stick together. It's not yeah. about you that, think though. you're going to split them. Listen, you won't. Behind no, no, no. what, though? What do they stand behind? We'll, Republicans. We'll I'm really frustrated right now because you guys are not understanding what's going on it's not republicans right now trump what listen what happened before trump won was that he split the republican party down the middle we just really he just won so everyone's just super happy about it but there are everyone half is super happy. of the republicans who actually would love to disagree with him and would love to go against him the point of the democratic party right now and their job is to catch these republicans as they slowly trickle out of trump's favor because trump's going to do stupid fucking shit okay. incompetent wise and unconservative things, populist things that the conservatives will hate. I'm screaming right now. I'm sorry. And, not that loud. And the point is, we have to be able to get those people back to the Democratic Party. If not, then the Democratic Party simply becomes identity politics and a party of the coasts, and you will never win another election until the demographics actually turn your way. It just sounds and like such... Here, here's where all it comes down to, and this is just based on my very superficial um, analysis of these kinds of elections. It all comes down to charisma, period. 
You got to have a Reagan. Mm-hmm. You got to have an Obama. You got to have a Trump. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what you're selling. That's true. Whoever is more charismatic is going to win. And Hillary period. was never going to be, be- charismatic right. because Reagan. He didn't really. Well, can you encapsulate what that charisma means? He didn't. Like, what, no. what, what is that embo- How is it embodied? Charisma. Trump, yeah, like, exactly. I, I believe like, charisma is defined as an indefinable characteristic. Trump that, is like, charismatic. <laughs> He's a TV star. He's well, like a sure, deg- but in the how- same way that TV is a degraded version of movies. It's not a question. It's a question. <laughs> of which, which, it's a question. Of, no, no, dick. hold on. It's not who is charisma. It's which of the candidates has slightly more charisma. We're talking about two normally boring politicians. Uh, Hillary doesn't have charisma. Correct. There are things I liked about Hillary, but she was not. I, no, I don't think anyone would argue that Hillary has more charisma than Trump. What I'm saying not, is, the people who charis- voted well, for the people who voted for Obama and then voted for Trump, they're just voting for the most charismatic person on TV. That's all it is. That's what I think. It's a popularity contest. Politics is a simplification. You think people go in there like we do, agonizing over the details. They fucking don't at all. <laughs> they don't even it's read who, the who bills like? they vote on. They go like? in there with a fucking okay. gut instinct. So oh, I know. Yeah. It, I, no, trust me. People I don't think it. about this I shit. Agree. They don't care. I agree. Okay, we let's we talk did an about episode it. and we watched O'Brien do it. Yeah. He voted woman down the whole fucking thing. <laughs> no, I'm just come on. All the women. We, we researched well, Kamala is, Harris. Okay. Not like, for that one. No, 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 no. I, for, for, for the, the judges. 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 I just voted women, all women judges. That's okay. That's fine. It's, like, I, well, I, it's but, just but as right. irresponsible. It, it, it is just as irresponsible. <laughs> nah, it's fine. Um, it wasn't that irresponsible. I did give it some thought. I mean, it was a question. So... <laughs> You're right. You gave it thought that You're women right. were better than men. No, it's not at all what I said. Hold on, hold on. It was, it's because, that women were underrepresented, and, right. and you know, as far as the because judicial, I think it's very interesting right. to note <laughs> that Obama was extremely successful at selling Obama. Yeah. Um, and at the end of his term, he finished, I think, with the highest approval rating of any president mm-hmm. in modern history. People love, or not love, but people genuinely like Obama. Reagan, wasn't he? Yeah, they really do what? like him. But oh, Kennedy, the, pe- the people, Reagan, I thought. The, oh, Reagan, really? I the thought. people who ran on his ideas and the people he stumped for almost all lost. So he couldn't put his ideas over. He could only put himself over because he is personally charismatic. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree a lot. How uh, would you define? So I like know why? Why did? Gotcha. Why did? No, that's not the point. I mean, why did Obama that. win Iowa twice and? Trump won it by like 12 points. Because of compelling attractiveness or charm that can inspire devotion in others. I don't know how he's charismatic, but he is. Others. Charm is just a devotion of charismatic. I just read the fucking definition. Oh, I'm I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at the definition. (laughs) (laughs) Joey, go ahead, man. I think that's part of the sportsification of politics, is what uh, uh, Sean Fall was talking about earlier. Um, Jeb, we miss you. <laughs> Jeb, st- we need to stop obsessing over charisma and stop thinking about these people. In I don't terms- think that's going to happen, Joey. Oh. Do you think it's ever going to happen? Not in our reality culture. I, I mean, mean, genuinely, do you, a, a reality TV star. I don't know if it's going to happen, but with we a need fucking to, comb over. You need to fight got, that instinct. We need but, to fight it. At wh- how? By obsessing over and constantly talking about policy and principles. Nobody wants to do that that's ever. The, that's that's the whole reason we have a republic is I because disagree. we don't want to do I, you that. Think, you think people want to sit in a bar and talk about politics? No, but I think Bernie Sanders w- should have won the Democratic nomination by regardless talking about of policy. All that, wait, regardless of all that, that's what I'm trying to say. As far, the people who are voting I'm are giving, the ones you're, you're talking about. Yeah, and I'm saying they actually will listen to policy. If I don't explain, think they will, dude. Okay, you're just going to be cynical, then fine, but I disagree. I, so, okay, you're right. Then Maybe, what is the, per, the, perhaps the solution? I am being, yeah. Perhaps I am being... Oh, I don't 
don't know the solution, but and perhaps I am being too cynical. In, the in solution is that people first, don't for you is to simply but... find the most charismatic Democratic no, 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 candidate no, no. and run them. No, no. You, okay, let's get Tom I, Hanks and run Tom Hanks. I would well, vote for Tom Hanks. I would too, and that's a good idea for uh, Michael <laughs> Moore. <Moore's laughs> hey, keep in mind, somebody get on that. This is this isn't <laughs> the strategy Michael, I'm Michael, espousing. Michael like, Moore like, said this. Fucking Wheeler's the one who said that. I forgot. No, a lot of people win. I forgot who pointed this out. But I think it's the reality. I honestly do think it is. I think it's a point. It's a good point. People don't say why are you. You know when when you ask someone why are you voting the way you're voting they they don't give you any kind of wonky policy issues they simply just say because I like abortion him. Supreme Court I like him yeah it's always it's very simple yeah you just exactly. named two there are. three important ones and Supreme but, Court is all issues but so I don't sim- know what you no, mean no, to no, some people fighting line to some people that outweighs everything else you can say but what about this what about this they could agree with you on 99 percent and go but right the and, and those issues those that's issues b- change but I'm each saying time. Supreme Court it's, is policy right, that's right. I want conservative in the Supreme Court that's one. That's no, one. It's not. The Supreme then, Court affects everything. Yeah, I know, For, Joey. They think they know that. But that's the they issue that they don't they think know. about the Supreme that's, Court. They simplify it to, I don't care. He's going to appoint a conservative. End of discussion. That, end of discussion. Kind of right. that's, Conversation's that's why, over. I, he's good for business. That's, that's it. why it's done. important. Yeah. Okay. I want I want the government to be run like a business. Period. I'm done. I'm not talking I about those taxes. people. I know I'm not going to win those people over to the Democratic Party. That's the majority of the country, though. No, it's not. No, it's but not. I think it is. No, yeah. it's not. I think it is it's the majority. Not. No, it's, it's not. Okay, okay. To, to be clear, you're correct. It's not the majority not. of the country. It's not the majority of the people in the country. But when you talk about the, the gerrymandering and the fucking, you know, the, the electoral college itself, and we get into kind of the, the nitty-gritty policy or um, the nitty-gritty strategy of politics, yeah, kind of yeah. is. Well, okay. I, you're arguing why Republicans win, and that's why they win, is because they have a slight little edge when they keep all, when they change all of the rules towards them, and they use everything to fight the winner always changes and the rules. They don't talk about policy and they do everything like you just said. Yeah, when all of that combines, they can win by a slight margin if they get lucky. And that's what happens ha- been happening a lot. And it's pissing me off and I'm tired of losing. That's why we I need really a third wanna- party. That's my point. It's not a game. Like you say you're tired of losing, and you want to win elections. Yes, it is a game. It's a game. It's a game of thrones and I want to be on the game of thrones. But here's the thing, the Republicans they <laughs> love the playing the games. games. <laughs> and they're really right. good. They're really yeah. good at it. They're way and better. they like it. They're much better at it. But they like fighting. Yeah. yeah. So, so the point is how are we going to win? So well, give up. Here's or? the thing. Uh, this was a point I want to make a little earlier. Yeah, sorry guys. Um Trump Trump I think obviously he is a interesting historical figure, but the person who really changed American politics the most profoundly in my lifetime is Mitch McConnell. Because Mitch McConnell made a huge bet that he could obstruct for years and years, mm. refuse to even see a Supreme sure. Court, and his bet, his hope Roll was that, that, he, fucking dice, that he wouldn't pay the price, and he was right. Yeah. God, did he win. But he is sort of, I, I think about this, Mitch, Ma- Mitch McConnell, hold on, yeah, he got lucky. Mitch McConnell so is father, mother, teacher, guide. Mitch McConnell has shown me the true face of the American public. Mitch McConnell has revealed to me the cynicism at the heart of American politics. He was right. That's because you're cynical. No, I'm not cynical. I'm saying he made a big big bet. I'm very depressed about this. I've been depressed for months about this. (laughs) But he, unfortunately, I think is right. I don't think he even thought he was right. He did it out of desperation because he had no other hand to play. But he was proven correct. And now the lesson from that is... There are no consequences. Yep. Fuck everyone. You do whatever you can within your legal power. Fuck, go out of the legal power. Until the court stops yep. you, do whatever you can to win. Because the people aren't going to make what you pay you for it. What do you mean by win? Uh, win elections. So that can well, include well, how, voter let, suppression, let's apply, let's apply gerrymandering, supporting a fascist candidate. As long as it says R next to the name, you win. Voter Certainly, but let, let's apply it to the now. Uh-huh. What are some ways to essentially, you know... 
maintain the dignity of the state. The dignity of the state? <laughs> yeah, they, they don't care about the dignity of the state. But we do. Do we? I, I do. I care about the dignity of human beings. Yeah. I would rather protect human beings in an undignified way. Uh, yes, I would agree. Yeah. I, I'd be fine with that, too. Because what the Democrats always try and do is they try and, you know, the stupid Michelle Obama thing. When they go low, we go high. You go high yeah. and you get fucking... Punched in the balls. Yeah. yeah. You fall like Icarus. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, I guess your point is Democrats should be obstructing You guys constantly. ever play that duck hunt game? Yeah. Sure. Because that's kind of what happens. <laughs> did you know you could be the ducks? Yes. I, I found that out way too late in yeah. life. You can be the ducks. I did not know that. The second you, controller controls the ducks. The second controller controls the ducks, and the other guy shoots. Yeah. Oh, that sounds yeah. like a metaphor for something. It, it's oh, my whole life. Oh, the other thing I want to point out, just float this... Jesus theories. Is this and, your first time with that microphone? And see, uh, I want to see if you guys have a rebuttal because I couldn't think of one. Um, everyone talks about how um, celebrities and Hollywood uh, people are always liberal and left wing, mm-hmm. but the celebrities who tend to run for office yeah. seems like they're always conservative mm-hmm. or at least Republican. You got Reagan, Schwarzenegger, Trump. Is there any equivalent of Tom Hanks or Al Leonard? Franken. Okay, that's Franken a senator. Definitely. Is there anyone on a on a governor level or higher? Jesse Ventura. Yeah. No, he's, he's an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is a great point. It, yeah. This it's is, always the celebrities who go into politics are always conservative. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they use so they get the best well, of both Ventura worlds. Is conservative. They is use point, the yeah. the you know glamour of celebrity, mm-hmm. and they use the the down home grassroots yeah. appeal of conservatism. Best of both worlds. Exactly. Yeah. Sinister. Uh, this is Michael Moore's I don't point, know if it's guys. Sinister. He, I think it's very sinister. It's the um, you know just you're the, playing the you're, way to do things. Like, uh, people are rubes. Well, hey, yeah, Will, <laughs> they Will, are. Let me ask you this: What gives you hope? I asked Sean the opposite. His answer. Let me ask you: What gives you hope? Steve Bannon's arrogance. Okay, <laughs> that's about it right <laughs> that's now. It, that's it. That's the self-destruction, well, the inevitable. Yeah, that's just, a twisty way to answer. Hubris. Because there's, I mean, you look at the Democratic Party. Like, all right, Kamala Harris seems cool, I guess. Uh, Keith Ellison seems fine, but there's not like one person no, for sure. Seem, like even Bernie Sanders, you know, he, he's cool, I guess. But it's like he's seven years old or whatever. It's not like, Cory Booker. You like Cory Booker? No, I forgot. Really? Wow. Someone someone made the funniest tweet of the year where he, he said Cory Booker was designed in a lab to lose the 2020 election. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. That's extremely accurate. Because he's just Hillary 2.0. So they're tr- he's, he's got just, more charisma. He's, go, he's, he's going got to win. Passion. He's going to win 52 percent of the vote, and he's going to lose Ohio, and he's going to lose Florida, he's going to lose right. North Carolina. God, yeah, you're probably For, right. No Democrats going to lose in 2020. Um, the point is, <laughs> how's that going to happen? Yeah, that's because Trump's going to screw it up. So over that, so we don't know yet. No, that, okay. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Let me, let me finish answering his question. That basically is what gives me hope: is that the Republicans will destroy themselves. I don't think there's well, a and Luke, us in the process. I don't though. think there's a we'll Luke survive. Skywalker hiding in the Democratic yeah, ranks. I don't think someone's going to fly in to the Death Star and shoot the photon torpedo. Let me ask you a question: What if it's you? <laughs> photon tor- <laughs> photons aren't in Star Wars. No? Star Trek. No, no, it's Star Trek. What do they call them? Just nerd. The missile. Uh, no, they're uh, they're a gun. Lasers. Uh, laser guns. No, no, but the they're blasters. What yeah, he blasters. delivers the payload to the Death Star, but what it, it's a missile. Photon what do you mean, torpedoes. The it, do they call it a photon torpedo? So that's in both of them. Mm, are you idea. sure? I know it's in Star Trek. Blasters, man, the blasters. No, but no, blasters wait, you, are handheld. I understand, but they could be just like, I don't know. Right, but if you torpedoes? look in Star Wars, what he shoots here actually should what, be able to answer this. What in he a shoots is not a bl- <laughs> is not a laser. There are torpedoes. Yeah, torpedoes. There are torpedoes. Photon torpedoes. Is okay. it a photon torpedo? Hold on. I'm is photon a generic sci-fi thing? Probably. I've been reading a lot of sci-fi lately. Photon was the laser. What do you mean? Photon torpedo. Photon torpedo. I'm sorry. 
proton torpedo. Do they really uh, call so it proton? Proton. So that makes more sense. Star Trek is photon. And Star Wars is proton. Correct. What's the opposite of proton? Photon. What's F-A- the opposite of F-A-U-X? Congress? Pro- Congress. 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 <laughs> uh, Joey Boner. Yeah. Talk to me about the Supreme Court, brother. His name is Merrick Garland. Scrotus. His name is Merrick Garland. Why can't they say his name? His name Radical is Islam. <laughs> Um, well, I wasn't done talking about that other stuff. Oh, okay. Talk about the other stuff. <laughs> um, that's okay. I'm a backseat driver. Here's anyway, why, I really am. Hold on, hold on. I want to talk about <laughs> this because it's interesting because it's about the future of the Democratic Party and maybe the country. Because you're right. Let's talk about who Burn might run. Um, and that's a big deal. Uh, I think they're pushing for a few. And I think the one they're really pushing now is is Kirsten Gillenbrand or Christian. Kirst, Kirsten Gillenbrand. Fuck, sure. I can't ever Kirsten. say that. Kirsten? Kirsten Gillibrand. Gillibrand. Uh, and because she didn't vote for any Gillibrand, of the I think. I uh, nominees. Their they're, Democratic Party's been very, very, very overmanaged and micromanaged right now. Meaning they're specifically talking about which people to vote for which thing. And they want to make a note of the four people that are probably going to be the final four in their nominees for president. That's going to be Cory Booker. It's going to be Gillibrand. Um, it's going to be, wow, I fucking, that's Bernie and shit. I can't believe I can. Van Jones. Van, no, I wish it was Van Jones. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Th- is oh, it, do you mind if we don't talk about this though? Yeah, we can move on. <laughs> okay, fine. thank you. Why don't you want to talk not, about it? Because it's bored? not what's happening. There is shit. There is, they, we, there were two, we're fucking 20 days into this like current sure, presidency. Let's, you're right. And there's some crazy fucking shit happening right now. I don't want to talk about four years from now. I'm fine with talking, I get the very least, maybe I'll grant 2018. Okay, so who is the nominee? <laughs> For a Supreme Court justice to replace um, Antonin Scalia. Sean Fa? What's that, his name? That's the Merrick Garland, right? That you wish, and so do I. Gorsuch. Oh, that's right. Gorsuch. You guys Gorsuch. got that fucking in my head. Neil Gorsuch. Um, supposedly a conservative from Colorado, 49 years old. The youngest nominee in a long, 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 long time. So, uh, Obi, what do you mm-hmm. think about that? Have, um, have you read anything about him? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, so we've got ourselves a Columbia grad, as far as I remember. Uh, also went to Oxford for philosophy PhD um, after he got his uh, Harvard law degree. Right, can't um, just philosophize anymore. I know bullshit. Degree. All of which, all of which were, you know, are uh, are are speak to my heart. Um, so the question is, well, why why am I not really for him? It's not a question of whether I'm for him or against him. I, I don't know. I think that... Just that obstructionism you want to put No, 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 no. <laughs> not at all. Not at all, actually. Okay, so I do want to go off on a slight tangent there. Um, there is a strategy currently, you know, bouncing around with the Democrats, essentially, as far as how to approach this, you know, the the confirmation of this nominee. Mm-hmm. Um, if everybody just goes complete filibuster, because, again, everybody knows the filibuster is finally, you know, still in place with the Supreme Court nomination. If they go completely against him, then what can happen and what will happen is uh, Mitch McConnell will use what's known as the nuclear option, in which they'll change it to being a supermajority just to a simple majority, and he'll get, um, you know, pushed through no problem. The problem is that the next confirmation necessity that comes along will only require a majority from here on out. And that won't fucking change. Um, One side note I do want to just make real quick is I do like, I I saw that headline today and, uh, you know, was reading through some of that stuff, but I do have a problem with the way that news in general uh, puts out those headlines. So when, uh, again, getting back to my idea, yeah, getting back to my idea of mainstream media, one thing I do read is Google news, which is just kind of an accumulation of everything. Um, 
but well, based on whatever you've been the, looking yeah, at, yeah, certainly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely tailored to me and my advertising <laughs> needs. But the uh, the idea, essentially, or what I'm getting at, is that uh, the headlines seem to be written very um, obtusely, inflammatorily. Uh, so you know, the idea of just putting uh, Trump said okay on nuclear option is basically the headline. And that's not a headline I would see on my Google. Oh, really? That was almost directly the. Uh, so uh, it, it's exactly the headline I'm reading Wait, right I, now. I read the headline. Uh, What's the problem with this? What he said, he encouraged he it. Said, he said, I told him to go ahead. No, no, I, I have a problem with the term nuclear option being... That's, that's what it is, though. No, no, I, I, and that's what is. I'm saying, and that's the, it's called that because that's what the media has picked up. There's no legal like book anywhere... That. Mitch McConnell Right, right, but there's no law book anywhere that says we call this the nuclear option. Right. Mitch McConnell used the phrase, though. What I'm saying is this is the hyperbole that inflames the masses. Sure, but you're the media. O'Brien's point is the media didn't coin it. Right. They, they're the ones that continue to use Because those. that's what he said. Mitch McConnell used it. <laughs> right. That's but the you, term. It's the word. Okay. It's no, no, not, I, they're I, just I, reporting I, the news. It's no, a no. question of how to manipulate the media, which I agree with you. Sure, they could have used a more um, responsible phrase. They could have exactly. rewritten but, but, but his phrase. No, no. What I'm, you, not... you don't have to use a fucking quote in a fucking headline. You can give yes, me the— Yes, you do. No, you don't. Okay. A, a quote does not have to exist in a headline. Correct. We can have an accurate headline that describes the story, that gives me the information, I need okay. without making it hyperbolic. Correct. It's not can hyperbolic. That's the phrase. To use the term nuclear next to Trump is hyperbole. It's not. It's not nuclear. There's nothing nuclear about this procedure that happens within Congress. And that is the inflammatory speech that the media, you know, massages into things. If you mean it's non-literal, that's true. But they're quoting Mitch McConnell. Right. But that doesn't... That doesn't, mean they, ha- that doesn't mean they have it's, to perpetuate it. it, is, it, it but what, what you're saying is that they should change his language to make it more favorable. No, 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 no. They don't have to put that language in the headline. They can make the headline clear right, but what, and not put those insinuations... Just the idea of putting Trump next to nuclear in the headline is uh, is is feeding into that divisiveness. I, I I don't think most people are seeing exactly what you're seeing. I, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. I don't think it's I, fair. I know what you're saying, but what you're saying seems to be that the media should work to make the, it look nicer for Trump. No, no, they, they should. They no, should. They, they should, should not quote so that it looks less than. They should be more responsible but maybe, and not so not but so perhaps, drumming of the mat. But perhaps so the news the is inflammatory. Right, and that's that's what I'm saying, and that that that's my problem. The news being inflammatory. No, no, I'm saying what they're reporting. That information is inflammatory. But just on an, on its face level, it inflames the wrong thing it, and inform or it hold gives. On. I want to talk here. <laughs> it's not that bad, okay? I don't understand why you. I, I get no. Hold on, but do you understand the analogy of what what the nuclear option is? I, I told, it's a good analogy. And there's no regardless other, of whether it's accurate, is it responsible? I think no, that no. might be. I don't. I don't. And I agree with Eric for, on this. Hold for on. the headline and the headline culture that sh- we live in. Can I show you the headline in the New York Times that it was just 15 minutes ago that you might actually hate? And it, I'll read it actually. But it says Trump says go nuclear in quotes. Go mm-hmm. nuclear in quotes as Democrats gird for Gorsuch fight. That is that is exactly the headline that I read as well. Right. Yeah. Trump said go nuclear. Uh-huh. Exactly. That phrase. Okay. Okay. To someone that is uninitiated. That's to the someone, president of the United States. Right. The president something. of the United States saying go nuclear. Right. Yeah. What the fuck 
does that mean? I agree with you. I don't think Trump should. I agree. Said he shouldn't the say it. Is, should, should the media report what the president says, or should they somehow change and kind of like you know dumb down? Sean, let's or go back to one down. of my favorite points, which is fuck the uninformed rube who's reading this. Look, if I, you don't know I, what that's that not is, the point of news is to inform the no, goddamn. But rube. If, and you, they if have you, informed, that's if you the read the headline, that is the headline, and you stop and don't read the article, and you go, wow. Well, then guess what? You're a dummy. You're dumb. 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 And that happens. That then is you're our dumb. society. Then that is our, our post-culture. That is okay. what we, we can... This is the responsibility I, of fucking journalists. I, I, no, I the responsibility you, of them is not to encourage people to read past the headline. That is your responsibility as a human being to read the article. No. If yes. we're, can be, can if we're going encouraged. to call this responsible journalism, it needs... To- <laughs> what? Oh, Brian gave me a little wink there. Sorry. Uh, but if we are going to call this responsible <laughs> journalism. Responsible I didn't journalism, think I did. I was thinking. But okay. Uh, yeah. right, I'm <laughs> By the way, though, for the record, I love how that just broke you. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Like, He's always on the edge. I know. I have this secret nuclear option in He's my like bag. He's like a shark. But and if you, <laughs> you just poke him right in the eye. <laughs> Okay. Fucking um, nuclear. In any event. He went nuclear. Um, so, so sure, we'll table the journalistic integrity and moral hazard discussion for a minute. Because um, I did. That needs I did, to be I, a whole other show. I wrote I'm a sorry whole for going no, off on that. No, don't be silly, bro. All right. Um, I, so, Gorsuch, there are some reasons why I'm for him, some reasons why I'm against him. I, I, I don't know what the correct move for the fucking Democrats is going to be. Um, sure, if they oppose him and then they go nuclear, blah, blah, blah. God damn. Um, you can say it. Don't be afraid of him. I'm not afraid of him. I'm just, I'm, I'm, whatever. You're not using hyperbole. Mitch McConnell, father, mother, teacher, guy. (laughs) I don't know. He has shaped the America I live in. I don't know, ultimately, if, um, the, 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 so Gorsuch's whole principle that we can kind of more or less derive from his, yeah, sure. He, so his Hobby Lobby, he was, you know, known best for, for hearing the Hobby Lobby case. So we have what he ruled on that. Um, and he also didn't think that we went far enough in granting the right, the religious freedoms to an institution, basically. Um, I'm sure he'll, be, he'll protect because my religious idea. freedoms, right? Because I'm an atheist. Exactly. Does he protect my religious freedoms? Because, because, you know, his whole kind of right to life element as far – he wrote a whole book, I believe, on assisted suicide. Um, and, and how it that, owns. I'm sorry? How it fucking owns. <laughs> exactly. Some ideas. <laughs> but no, seriously, was it pro or con? I think it was con. Yeah, it was very much con. I don't fucking know. Because his, his principle was that um, the, the life life is granted by God, mm-hmm. and that is – Did you really think it was going to go the other way? Dude, I don't fucking expect anything anymore. You're supposed I, to say, I don't know, You man. know, sometimes I drop a quarter, and maybe it will float. I don't know. Anything's I don't, possible. I don't anymore. I think, I think he's a— I, Trump won, man. What the <laughs> fuck? I, I don't think he was—he's he, not a moderate choice, He, but he is the replacement for Antonin Scalia, so I can understand where that's coming from. He, you know, Trump's not expected to pick anyone moderate at any point, but even in this case, I think that he has, you know, a, a, a claim to say, sure— this is the guy who is as close to Scalia as we can find now. The question is— But does is, he think is, homosexuality is akin to having sex with a dog? Probably. Then he's a true successor. But, well, but the, And the biggest, the biggest question is, eh, you know what? That's true, though, because everybody fucking praises the way that he writes and his you know, writing style of things. And that, that's who? just kind of— It's just like uh, William well, F. Buckley. It's well, these, you know, praising violent, his writing style? Yeah, the, they're praising Scalia? his writing style specifically. No, Gorsuch. Scalia, Gorsuch. Yeah. The, 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 oh. be, be, 
Exactly, and that's my okay. point. And, and then all of a sudden, that suddenly becomes lumped in to whether or not somebody fucking lives or dies Who gives as, a shit? as an argument. Who gives a fucking shit about his writing style? Um, well, well, hold on, people hold on, do. hold on, yeah. hold on. He has to write it. You hold on. It. As someone who's been subjected to Donald Trump for a year and a half, I'm okay with someone being coherent on the page. That's but not what also, I mean. I don't mean. I just don't. Well, I'm not opposed to that. A Supreme Court justice's writing style becomes what we refer to as the law. Yeah, I like, think it is important. It, I'm not saying yeah. you, should, you should be illiterate. I'm just like I don't care specifically one style or the other That's you like, might not but framing that as a potential is he element a, of the argument that that means he's a good judge or a bad judge is he a romantic is he a modernist is he a well, surrealist the, the main thing that i uh, he's very clearly a victorian romantic <laughs> for sure no question the, the main thing he's that i Calvino saw type. about his responses were essentially that he is a letter of the law which it makes me yeah, identify sure. with him um the or at least identify with that that's as much as i know about it but the idea that you know it is it, he clearly said that it is not about his opinion it is about the legal standing and the the precedent and the uh the actual text of the law it's safe you to mentioned say, like three specific things it's but, safe to say he's pro-life where, where how do you feel about that well that, that's what i'm saying but according to the responses that i said that i saw his feelings on things don't matter he he said he's basically going to look at the law and look at w- what is actually you know right, legal but he, he's standing. saying he's saying murder at any point is wrong. Well, period. for example, something I saw people writing about today was uh, Justice Kennedy. For example, is personally pro-life, but has voted um, in favor of abortion because he believes it is legal. Mm-hmm. He believes it follows the letter of the law, yeah, or the spirit of the law, however he interprets it. Yeah. Even though he personally is opposed to it, right. he believes it should be legal based yeah. on precedent. Let me ask you guys a question. I, I, I don't know if this is true. I, I, I basically I was just kicking it around. Um, let's just yeah. say, for argument's sake, Trump suddenly passes an executive order stating that abortion is illegal now in the United States. He just no, passed an executive order. He can't, but okay. Why? Just, but, come but, on. Yeah, so, so, so let's, let's say he passes that. Yeah. Um, obviously, once he does that, it becomes, quote, law, and now we have to rule whether it's constitutional or not. Okay. So it basically goes directly to the Supreme Court, and they mm-hmm. have to rule on it one way or the other. Well, no, Correct? it doesn't. No, how, it doesn't. How, no, how would that work? I, the Supreme, uh, yeah, the Supreme, a case has to be filed, and then it has to work its way up to the there Supreme Court. There has to be court. a disagreement among uh, the district courts. Fine. So, uh, and I mean, even, a even district then, court would argue with Trump's executive order, right? Even, well, no, it doesn't have to go to the Supreme Court to be declared the Supreme Court. Chooses what they hear. Yeah, I know. So, so they don't even have to listen to this. It's the president passing a no, law it, that also but the, the president federal can't court. It could be settled basically. in lower courts, yeah. from what I understand. So, if the if it the might, districts sure. all agree that this is again unconstitutional, if he then... if he wrote that, okay. So I know I know you want to do a, a thought experiment here, but if he wrote that specific executive order, the first judge would throw it out. It, oh, sure, and there, would, it would be appeal, and the, that judge a, would throw it out. Is there a ban in wording that could no. cost? There's this no way. There's no way an executive order can can make this be a court case about Roe v. Wade. Right. That can't. Okay. You also can't create laws. Executive orders can't just come out of nowhere. They have to. Um, that's have to, not true. Yeah, that's that's, that's exactly what an executive order not true. <laughs> but no, it's not a no, law. Hold on, it's not it a is. law. I no, think it well, is. Me, can I explain? Let me, guys, there are two kinds of executive orders. Okay, we've seen a lot of them with Trump. One of them is bullshit ones that are kind of just saying we're going to do this in the future. I'm going to say proclamation for instance, or declaration. The, Correct, the, uh, yeah. the wall. He can't really build a fucking wall without Congress's money. So he just says I'm going to maybe direct Congress so they do not maybe he's going to Congress, they do build a wall. Then there's the also, also there's stuff for, for any regulation to need to be slashed. 
I believe he. Did can't... you read that? Did you see that one? Yeah, but hold on one second. Okay, Before sorry, I read. So there is also the other kind that are enumerating specific laws from Congress. So right. Congress might might be like, okay, we need to restrict immigration, but we're not going to go through and go talk about each country and each little person here or there. So they say, executive government, you have executive orders to be specific about these individual laws. In, enforce so, this law and figure yeah. out how to do it So there's no way he could just come up with a bullshit thing. Obviously, like he said, he would He's be not... struck down from the first judge, yeah. or that's, uh, you know, a, a impeachment stuff. That That's how it's traditionally been used, but there really isn't anything keeping him from just making pretty much whatever law he wants. Then it does have to go through the the uh, the local courts and whatnot and be declared unconstitutional. You're right. But he, um, there there is no reason that like something has like yes, those are way that ways that executive orders have been created, but that's it, it's a very very loose system. You're right. Uh, I think what's interesting too is the last time this kind of happened like that was Andrew Jack. And Andrew mm. Jackson was known as King Andrew. You know, there was a lot of American cool. Lion, and mm-hmm. uh, he did a lot of these executive orders like that, and just kind of passed them wet willy nilly. Yeah. And he had a shitload of blowback from the people. Mm. Um, yeah, I feel like if Trump uh, signed a bunch of orders that all were immediately revoked by um, the judiciary, people yeah. would get sick of this. Oh, yeah. His own team would turn on him, like, "Stop! This is not effective." Perhaps, but maybe right. people would suddenly say, "Well, government is inefficient," and, and well, you know, people already think that. I, I think right now he's just kind of the uh, the velociraptor testing the fence. You know, just kind of going well, off and doing that's Yeah, true. absolutely. I, I think, think that's, that's clear. Fair. I think that's clear. Yeah, but I'm saying if let's say he signed six executive orders in a row, they were all immediately overturned. Mm-hmm. Sure. Then yeah, he'd curtail his executive orders. He would find another way to go around it, or be- or write better executive orders. What are you proposing? Uh, at a happen? certain point, because this is what all presidents do. The first week or two, they sign a bunch of executive orders. Obama did it. Bush did it. This is normal. At a certain it, point, it's a higher extent. But I'm saying but yeah. at a certain point, um, Congress, mm-hmm. the legislature, that branch of government, <laughs> gets annoyed and yeah. says, "You need to start working with us now." Mm-hmm. Because right. at a certain point, you have to have money. Because he can't just, right. like Joey was saying, he can't just um, pass a, he can't write an executive order spending a trillion dollars on infrastructure. He needs Congress to do that. And if he alienates Congress, they won't work with him. So if he just keeps signing order after order and they all get rejected, Congress mm-hmm. eventually will say, fuck you, you're not getting anything from us. Do you but think these aren't will? necessarily against Congress. Think this like, Congress yeah. Yeah. I think Congress is, is already getting annoyed with By the way, this, yes. is, this is the million okay. dollar I question. So. I don't uh, think, I think so. I think I Paul know. Ryan is there. They've Paul already, Ryan, oh, Paul sure, Ryan. No, they've yeah, already but, expressed their frustration. You guys heard about the staffer thing? We have, yeah. That's insane. Have, yeah. You're talking about the Twitter account? The NDA Break thing. Break this down. Oh, yeah, to no, okay, no, no, so the executive order. No one on Capitol Hill, the, the congressmen, were unaware of it until it was announced until to me. Until it was signed. Yeah, until it was already yeah. signed. However, staffers for the congressmen secretly worked on it, worked oh. on the language, and had to sign an NDA where they w- couldn't they, tell their they bosses that the they had secretly worked with the White House. Mm. Every one of these people should have been fired. Yeah. If any of these congressmen had any balls at all, they would have fired them the next day. I don't think they did. Mm. As far as I can tell, there was no not. blowback from no, it. I mean, not when not. did the when this was revealed like oh, a day or two ago? Yeah, okay, like, yeah, I haven't heard anything. So that is like that truly is unprecedented. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing where if you're a congressman, because these are prideful men. Well, I kind of find it odd. And women. That, I mean, to me, that was the same argument I was making that, it, you know, Trump had every right and kind of responsibility to fire the attorney general. Like, you know, your subordinates are not But Congress isn't you. his subordinate. Uh, no, no, I'm, the congressmen, Congress people firing their. Oh, they should for yeah, sure. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. What I'm know? saying is that he is driving a wedge in Congress. Oh. He is alienating yeah. them by these right. orders because he's basically acting like he doesn't need them. Oh, that's what. And I at s- a certain point, we're like Joey said, we're 11 days into this. Yeah. A month in, they're like, "Come on, you have to do things the right way. You got to work with us." Well, that's why I said we got to 
stop making the mistake of conflating Trump with the RNC. They are very, very separate but this entities. But this isn't Trump and RNC. I'm talking about they executive are. versus legislative. Yeah. Uh, it's well. I mean, that oh, Obama was famously aloof and like wouldn't didn't want to talk to them. Wanted to do things in like a very professional, distant kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, Trump allow them to check. Trump is he's not removed from them. He's basically saying, "I'm going to do what I want, and I don't care what you want to do." Right, and, and that if, is going to lose him support. Yeah, and that's Perhaps. what I'm saying. If, in, if he unless, was aligned in, with the Republican the, Party, then that wouldn't be a problem. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he is disaligned with them, no. Uh, but then, I'm saying just the practicalities, the logistics of government. When you say, "I need to pass a budget," and you go, "Oh, yeah, that's oh the whoops, whole checks and balances." The executive like, branch can't do this until yeah. the, until well, the constituents. Can, I, I can't of those, cut taxes until, as the president until the constituents of those kind of specific Republicans that we're talking about, or even specific legislation, yeah. you know, members of le- the legislation, simply say, well, our people want us to be more go-getters like our president. Thus, we have to try to get stuff done and not be so obstructionist. Oh, I'm just talking about uh, basic human nature of uh, Republican that, senators and congressmen being like— My point is they won't check—they won't check and—they won't be a check and balance because of the fact that they, you know, they will be stopping things from getting done. What I'm saying is for him to actually do things and not just be a song and dance man, they he, need that. He, sure, he needs but Congress no, to he, not necessarily. Cut. He needs, he the needs people. Congress to cut taxes. He needs Congress to invest in infrastructure. He needs the people that they represent. Yeah. No, he needs them to actually go to Congress you, you, and pass these laws. You guys are saying the yeah, same you, thing. One I know, informs I know. the other. The the if if Trump gets the what people, I'm saying is literally Trump cannot cut taxes with the stroke of a pen. Right, he right, can't right. do it. But no, sure, but, but he needs know. Congress on his side, and in order for him to get Congress on his side, he needs to appeal to their constituency. Right. That, that's that, the I'm not problem. even talking that's about being I'm on their side. I'm talking about he's acting unilaterally. Even if they agree with him, Mm -hmm. even if they agree with him, which a lot of them do, they resent him not even speaking to them about it. They might, but if their constituency constituency says, Uh fuck you, I love Trump, Uh then they are going to align themselves with Trump. That's just otherwise they won't get reelected. But at a certain point, what I'm saying is, at a certain point being like a month, people will realize, hey, the executive orders aren't doing that much. The the Maybe. legislative branch or the the, the human the people, beings? The, yeah. right? And then they'll then they'll say, "Well, Congress, Congress get is, and get yeah. stuff to right. happen." What happens if they're lied to? And Breitbart says everything's going. They're well. going to be lied to. Of course, they're going That's to be lied point. to. But what I'm saying is, if Trump says, oh, "I'm going to cut your taxes," and he doesn't work with Congress, and your taxes don't go down, people do notice that. No then, matter what Breitbart say says, that, that Congress is the one stepping in oh, the way. That's fine. That's fine. But I'm saying taxes. at a certain point, he stops being able to actually do the things he says he's going to right. do. And my point is, people will will focus their anger on Congress, not on him. Mm, it depends. It, it does can depend. go either way. I mean, it could go either way, but well, I, you know. it just depends on what he does over the next year. Part, exactly. part, of, and like, that's the danger. part of the magic of Trump is that he's never actually been responsible for anything in his right. entire life. Exactly. Like he's he's still, never faced I don't know, consequences. I still don't think he is, frankly. And, yeah, no, no, and, but I'm saying he's never faced consequences or blowback. And he's a populist. So the idea the most is that you know, tr- in the world. Exactly. He's going to try and do what makes him the most popular. That and there, it, are, there are people, obviously, who but that will never. But that could be deflect and, and like kick it down the line and say it's not my fault. It's Congress. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what. Like that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> what I'm saying is, yeah, okay, but he still can lose people. Like there's a certain base yeah. that will never abandon him, but he can do things to make people hate him more than they currently hate oh, him. Oh, without yes. a doubt. Yeah. I, I yeah. he can lose support. Yeah, it's possible. Okay, sure. Okay, of course, yeah, he's a politician. Yeah. Absolutely, Eric. You're right. My point about this whole thing really is that 
Democrats need to be there to catch those specific people. And Democrats need to be there to really align themselves with these moderate Republicans. Something that would seem absolutely insane to do two years ago is needs to be done now. You're just trying to win elections. I'm trying to uh, uh, resist a tyrant. And I want to win elections. Here, the first a, part is more important. Well, you know what? Yeah, they're I the agree. same. Because I you know how to get a tyrant right out of office in America? You vote them out. Yeah, but but how about while it's happening? Because I think both. in the next two years, a lot you of have fucking to resist, crazy shit But you know what? Happen. We're one year away from 2018, and we're really only three years away from 2020, and even then, really two from we're, the start of the year, campaign. We're two years away from 2018. It's November. Okay, but my point is that the campaign but is yeah, a can, long yeah, campaign. They're like six months long at least. And that's really when all this shit starts. Trump already has raised $12 million for his reelection campaign. Yeah, by the way, the day of, he <laughs> filed for, he, um, he what, what, what do they call it? He, he reelection? Submitted, he submitted his name as, yeah. as yeah. candidate for, that's 2020. Is that different. out of the ordinary? Yes. Very. Really? Obama didn't register until, I think, 2011. Hmm. It, uh, no one ever does this. It is extra. It is yes. hauntingly. It's, uh, Babe Ruth calling different. a shot. No, uh, it's worse. It's like it's worse. It's, it's like, like Babe Ruth calling fucking, a shot in spring training before he even knew what team he was going to be it's on. It's like Babe I Ruth. That it's like Babe Ruth holding a fucking middle finger to every other team possible and simply saying, "Look, it's crazy. I'm your goddamn fucking king, bow down, bitch." But I don't know, man. Hold on. Um, I, no, I, I agree. I don't really know either, but. <laughs> I think my point, I want to end on this. If it's not better than what I just said, fuck you. It might not be. Um, (laughs) I'm teasing. Go ahead. Make make it good, Joey. I think that my my whole point here is I also want to really talk about how the Democrats should be reacting to everything going on. It's already not better than what I said. Um, And I think that whenever we take everything to a 10 and we go. We're we're at a 9. Well, I don't think we are at a 9. Oh, yeah. We didn't answer your question before. I think we're at an 8. What was the question? I would say we're, based on your scale, I'd say we're on a (laughs) 7. I'm saying in in Congress— which is sort of a cartoonish version of America. We're at a nine. Okay, sure. Um, but I'm saying I want to save the tens. I we re- no because the, the Republicans are at ten perpetually. No. Okay. I think they're, that's they are. They're not, and I think that's a misrepresentation of your enemy. Yeah. They're not my they enemy. You know what ten be. is? Ten is genocide. Yeah, ten is real they're fascism. Not my they're not. They're not ten my enemy either. in America. This is this is okay, a ten. They might not be yours. Never mind. Go ahead. They're not my Why enemy. Why are they your enemy? They're a political just, party that know yeah, how to play the game. A, yeah. It's just a question of a, of of a specific, you yeah. know. You're, I, you're I, feeding into the sportsification. Yeah, it's not a sport. What you're dude. what you're talking about is when I, you when you leave like it's not the a box team. <laughs> and you go to genocide. That's sure. not politics. That's why I say, for example, punching a Nazi. Totally fine because that's not politics. Nazism is not a political party like a socialist or Republican or Democrat. That's a party of genocide, and you should be punched in the face. Period. It's because it's outside party. the norm. I, I no. agree. That's Richard Spencer. I'm not talking about Spencer. I'm talking about the Republicans and Trump in the and administration. They're at a ten. Because they're playing a game right. and they've mac- they put their attributes all at one hundred out of a one hundred. So they we should are be at a ten. ten. That's what yes. you're saying. Then, but ten to me is with is violence. Fine, it is violence. violence. So you're advocating they're, violence. They're they are using institutional violence and they're winning. No, uh, the, I just see, yeah, I think yeah, that's, they are. That's this hyperbole. gets back to my it's hyperbole. Yeah, this it's gets hysteria. back to my nuclear option thing. I, they I, should I, do it. Here's the thing: the, the Democrats did it for the um, the cabinet nominees. They did the nuclear option, so they eliminated the filibuster, I, I, and now they have to live with it. To and be clear, I, I don't have a problem with with the nuclear option. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with the term nuclear option. It's surprising. Talk to Mitch McConnell. We, I'm surprised from the, someone who's not so un PC. Why do you care about terms? 
no, no, be, because I care. You're worried about some dumbass reading it and making the wrong inference. And by the I, way, we, we should also specify just before you move on that it was Trump that we were talking about as far as go nuclear is the current phrase yeah. that we all should be talking about. Yes, nuclear or Mitch McConnell. But anyway, go ahead. Right on. So we're I, quoting the president. I mean, it's just this, this idea of neuro, uh, neuro linguistic programming, the idea of, uh, you know, um, I, propaganda in general. It, it's that sort of soft sell, that idea of, uh, you know, uh, he's a media genius. You're talking man. about politics, he's man. He's a media genius. He, he knows how to fucking use the phrase in order to make it look however the fuck he wants to look anyway. Careful with the genius term. But okay. Right. Um, I guess, all right, I, I want to apologize because you're right. I, I shouldn't have said enemy. And th- I think that's a great example of me taking it too far. And I think this is a really great article I want to cite here by God's side about- Ma- Ma- God's Ma- name is God. God. God's side. At what point have you ever been on God's side? God Saad. He's actually a very, very smart man. He's an evolutionary psychologist. My pun was amazing. Okay, hold on. Huge His congrats. <laughs> he talks Huge about God Saad. Come he on, talks that about, was good. He, sorry, I'm just on this. He <laughs> talked about mass hysteria and Mount, Dogs ma- and cats living together. Co- do you know what I'm talking about? Communal mountainism? I'm sorry. If this is I have no clue. No collective, collectively making yourself a victim. Uh-huh. And what happens is when oh, okay. you do it too much, yeah. it's, it just ruins every single argument you ever have in the future. Mm-hmm. And I think that the left is really, really... Is 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 just like I was honestly five, four minutes ago of guilty of just feeding into the hysteria and the hyperbole of it and not really treating it for what it is and I think that's a big problem. What is it? No, then? this is what I'm saying. Yeah, like the, the way I view I'll it tell is you what it is. It's just, you guys. Okay, the they say we're sitting down. You guys are playing chess. You sit down. Democrat Republican sit down. They're playing chess. The Republican punches the Democrat in the face. <laughs> What the response is not, oh, I'm a victim, you hurt me, you're cheating. The response is punch him back. Your problem here is big because they did not punch it, you in the face. Yeah. That's important because what you just described is something that, like, uh, but what, what I'm saying you, is they're playing on, outside on. the rules. No, they're not. They they're, are. No, they're not. They are. How? For ex- Okay. They literally, sit, by their own admission, said they suspended the rules for the committee vote for um, the Treasury Secretary and oh, the Health and Human Services. Okay. So that that is literally breaking their own sure. their own made up rules. That's not punching someone in the face. Yes, it is. No, it's not. You're going out. Outside the no, rules. it's not. That's fine. fine. Then, fine. then maybe it's moving upon exactly. four different places. Exactly. Then. It's taking your knife that's and moving br- it. That's still breaking the rules. What I'm okay, then is... you don't punch him back. My point yes, is, you do. But you no, can you move don't. Of course you do. Four places. Then he didn't say punch back. It's if you that's want to be nuanced about said. it. Yeah. Um, if you're talking Jesus. about breaking, <laughs> if we're talking what, about breaking whatever, the rules, whatever they do, either way, he's talking about proportional response. He's talking about proportional. You don't get a chainsaw. You punch them. In other words, you don't put him. You don't feed him. You don't feed him into a wood chipper. You punch him. If you so don't think it was eye as, for an eye, no matter what. That's no, if you do. don't think it was as bad as a makes punch, the whole world blind. Keep in mind, I don't agree one way or the other. It's just that the if, argument needs to be made. Let me let like, me make one clear, clarification sure, go, here. Go, go. Let's I'm say you're you're playing chess. They punch you. You look at the ref. They're not disqualified. Then you punch back. I would agree with that. Because the American people basically okay? said you're not disqualified. But you're just simply misrepresenting the punch, just like every American leftist is doing right now. And it's obvious. I'm not saying you ob- lay on the floor and cry and say, oh, what was me? They're so mean. They're so bad. They're not playing by the rules. No, you say, oh, I see. I can punch you. And you do. What is the punch you don't you're feel talking sorry about? for yourself. What is the punch you're talking about? Yeah. The punch is you do exactly what Mitch McConnell did. You obstruct Every way possible, because you're not going to win anything. You don't win anything by playing by the rules. Make them go nuclear. That is rules. You're just make, you're just voting no on everything. That's not. What I'm saying against is make the rules. them. I think this is good. Make them go nuclear on the Supreme Court option, and from now on, it's a 51 vote simple majority for the rest of it's America. Hard, I think that's a good idea. I, I hate don't have a, 50 or simple majority on anything. Why? But. 
What sixty to me seems much more arbitrary than fifty-one. Fifty-one uh, is clean. Overwhelming majority versus tyranny of the majority. Overwhelming. That's a subjective term. Tyranny of the majority is not. Why? Why is sixty? Overwhelming, but seventy is not. We've talked about I, this. I, yeah, We've I would like. This. I would prefer a hundred percent for every law that's ever created. But I know that you're impossible. an actually insane person. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Joey's so worked up right now. What, what do you got, buddy? Simply <laughs> no, broken. No, no, I'm just. I'm just thinking about the same next. That's all. I'm. I'm. I'm upset in many ways, and I really think that. Okay. Me, hold on. Like, <laughs> like, express why I'm upset. Tell me why I'm upset. Well, I was just trying to use a, a less violent example for you. If you're playing basketball, <laughs> right? just say move the pawn for. Hold on. Spots. If you're playing basketball, fine, and the guy, the guy you're playing with, hockey, we're, we're he uses a trampoline and... to dunk on you, then get your own trampoline and do a fucking you know behind the back if, dunk. If your argument is that the Democrats should obstruct everything Trump does. I'm on board, a hundred percent. I don't know if I am now. Hold I am. On. What do I have to gain from not obstructing him? I don't think. Uh, but if you're gonna say moral high ground, <laughs> but, it, but I know I'm an idiot. I know. <laughs> Shut up. Fuck, fuck you guys. I'm a fucking little butters. Leave me alone. Obviously, fucking squeeze. Yes. What's your right. point, Joe? I guess I, my point is I really don't know what the fuck is gonna happen in the future, so I'm just gonna end this. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> just end this fucking thing. I I'm, do. I'm Punch tired him. of it. I like that the best podcast we've ever done is the most painful for me. Always. Typically. The suffering of the Jews. <laughs> we did it for you, man. Politinkering with the show with Eric Wheeler. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I love Jesus. Two fucking hours. Did you I tell assholes. you guys the second best tweet I've read this year? Joey, what are you going to say? Now I want to hear the second best tweet. Second, <laughs> second best tweet was after the uh, that horrible um, Holocaust denier um, statement they put out on Holocaust Remembrance Day. Uh, someone said, they all lives mattered the Holocaust. Whenever uh, Priebus was like, well, the Jews, among many other people, suffered during the Holocaust. Everyone suffered. Yeah, I saw that, too. Like, Innocent people. That is the logical endpoint of All Lives Matter. It's true. I want to say, let's all look forward to 2020, the year where we see clearly. Should be 18, I think, but we're fine, I guess. Whatever. I don't know, man. Somehow this <laughs> show is now less popular than TBC. Tell what? your friends. I blame me.